Hey, this is Always Ready Matt Cardona, the internet champion, a.k.a. the $1,000 Broski, a.k.a. the Michael Jordan of Wrestling Figure Collecting, the host of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast, and you're listening to Marking Out. Wait a minute, are you serious, bro? That's still a show? This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Episode 500. That is right, folks. We've made it to episode 500 of Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. This is where I'd say, but we'll say it again. We've done it. 500 weekly episodic uh, online listening experiences in podcast forms. The best dang online listening experience on the internet. And we thank you for listening this week. And 500 other weeks, if you've been listening since day one, but I don't think anyone's been listening day one because we didn't put up maybe the first 10 episodes on any sort of streaming service or whatnot. But thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping marking out relevant, I guess you could say. Thank you to Matt Cardona for the new intro. And yes, it's 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 still it's still a show. Are you serious? Hopefully <laughs> the major wrestling figure podcast uh, gets to 500 episodes. Still talking about figs. Anyway, um, social media-wise, Facebook.com slash out, Twitter.com slash out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash out 11 We have merchandise at ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Big Labor Day sale that started two days ago now from the time of recording. It started on the 3rd at noon. It goes to the 7th at noon. This is both Central Time. Use the promo code Labor Day and get 20% off. So buy a Market Out shirt. Help us celebrate 500 episodes by purchasing our gimmicks at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Market Out. Uh, make sure if you're listening on any podcasting applications, you can do it. Um, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe, please, because that would be wonderful. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. Um, for the first time in what is a very long time, the three of us are here. Dave is here. You can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore mo. Dave, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so I. We made it 500 episodes. Yeah. So that on is... that note, I'm gonna take a little shotski right here, some uh, whiskey, my major wrestling figure podcast uh, shot glass. Cheers. There you go, down the hatch. Uh, Incredible. Incredible. And we are also here with the Count of Monte Cristo, Cousin Brandon, Brandon Brandon, Brandon Sandow, the <laughs> social media influencer that it is, he is the host of the highly touted Cooking with Brandon series on the Marketnet YouTube channel. The social influencer that has given us great videos like wash your hands and wear a mask. He is the heart and soul of marking out. Brandon, you can follow him on Twitter at B and Instagram. Sorry, at BTTG161. Brandon, 
How you doing? People come to me, they say, who are you and why are you here? I say, listen up and let me your ear. I am the B to the G. We're giving you this 500th episode for free. The game has changed, but we remain the longest running weekly episodic online listening experience in the world today. And that makes me awesome, as always. 500 episodes, folks, and he has not changed his game <laughs> at wow. all. That's that. Wow. I'm out of breath just listening to you do that. That's awesome. I, I don't know if we're actually the longest running weekly episodic professional wrestling. I know Jericho podcast. has like Jericho has almost 500 episodes, but he does. His, he has puts yeah, his out like three multiples. times a week. Yeah. So I don't know if we're oh, like the also... only episodic weekly one. That's that. I know Shining Wizards is like tailing us. Yeah. yeah, they're coming up close too. Oh, and also, guys, here, here I have a, a Broken Skull IPA. Cheers to the working man, and cheers to working <laughs> out. Going full wrestling drinking gimmicks tonight. I'm drinking the there you go. You know, cheers, cheers to all those other. Oh, and I had um, I had, and maybe you had it too. We had the the Rocks whiskey. I mean, the Rocks oh, tequila yeah. a couple weeks ago. That tastes my house. smooth. That stuff was delicious. I'm not a big tequila person. But it was really good. We made they have what's called the People's Mom, uh, Margaritas on the Terramana website. We made those and they're fantastic. Yeah, it went down very smooth, you know. Yes. Hey, let's let's do it. Cheers to all those other pro wrestling podcasts out there, Shining Wizards, all of them, uh, for just being in the game with us. You know, we support all pro wrestling podcasts, and we wish everybody reaches that episode 500 and. All the best to everyone, you know? We're a huge pro wrestling podcast family. We got to stick together. One and, pod family. Yeah, one pod family. It's like, I don't even know, like, I, I know Cabana had a bunch, but I don't know how many he had before he stopped doing them. He's still doing them. Yeah, but, like, there was a gap. There was a yeah, gap, I, but now they're going, they're doing it in seasons. But, and, you know, and cheers and yes, to him. And it'll be on Patreon, I believe. Uh, On what? Patreon. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> And all the back episodes too, like the the great episode with uh, Gals and Anderson before you know they made it to the WWE. But cheers to yeah. cheers to Cole Cabana because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't want to say, "Hey Dave, let's start a podcast." And really? Dave, yeah, I t- I've said this before. Yeah, that's multiple I, times. I, that's a yeah. Thing. I, I, that's a I thing. said this on Friend Beers recently. He, he said this. Listen. He said this when when we were at that Chikara show and he met oh, yeah. Colt for the first time. I did. Yeah, and then we and then we sold his merch and everything, and I think he hates us because Dave, <laughs> because Dave Dave stopped him from a, a shoot down, a takedown, whatever the amateur style wrestling I, move would be. I I thought it was because I was crowding the table. That's very possible as well. <laughs> Probably yeah. yeah, awesome stuff, awesome memories, you know, awesome memories. So that's that's yeah. I mean, we can well, talk. We can talk like big. What's it, like favorite? memory out of the 500 episodes i think it was the night that me and dave maybe drank too much really terrible whiskey and I got into the bam roasted thing that episode <laughs> i know that, <laughs> let's see memory wise all the, the all the interviews that we've conducted all of the uh people that have done shameless plugs uh, um, he, yeah. means, he means bumpers yeah bumpers bumpers <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what about you brandon you know what brandon truth here um i was gonna get a cameo from dan Housen for this episode and just tell him to tell you up yours but um i didn't pull the trigger on it good <laughs> it would have been great he could have called you brandon Housen <laughs> or oh, brand Housen. Was... yeah dan, dan Housen's awesome you know yeah, i, I kind of awesome. yeah he's just awesome 
Yeah, no, uh, I, it's wild that we've been doing this for so long. So many good memories. So many uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, WrestleMania, Chikara, uh, everything with uh, traveling to like going to PWS together, um, NYWC, and the friends every- we've made along the way. Yeah, I mean all the road stories that we've had. You know, good time. <laughs> Dave and I became serious road warriors at one point. <laughs> yeah, you guys were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that did real good for us. <laughs> yeah, listen, it's all good. Yeah. No worries. But I mean, just, just I and I, I don't think this. It's uh, man. I it's just this is awesome. It's it's great the fact that this is surviving five. Like some people don't even know I do a podcast. They're like, you do a podcast, or they're like, you're still doing a podcast, or hey, marking out, that's still a thing. Uh, yep, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's annoying when people say that, but I'll let the first one slide on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but and it's yeah, weird. I, like my my nana recently just I don't I don't know how it's possible, but she just recently saw Cooking with Brandon. Oh, you texted me this last night. Yeah, my my uncle is new to Facebook, and he saw when I posted the eight-year anniversary of it, and I guess he showed my Nana it, and she was just, like, surprised. She was like, how have I never seen this before? Like, you should be getting paid for this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you, you I never should be getting paid for it. All of us should be. You, you've, never, you've never been – you've never shown – I thought for sure she has seen it before, but I, I just, I guess not. I know my grandma has because that was embarrassing watching uh, everybody else watch it around there, and like they're laughing at things that I don't think they fully understood because it's like wrestling references and stuff, and like none of them watch professional wrestling. Whenever I have to introduce somebody to marking out, like even uh, the review course I work for, I. Whenever I show people marking out, the first thing I do is go to YouTube, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so check this out. This is Cooking with Brandon. Like, like when, when they were Cooking with Brandon episodes released, and and somebody who I maybe went to high school with or whatever checked it out and, like, threw a like on the video, and it's like, uh, that's just super weird to me. that Like, we don't speak anymore, but here you are watching this video. It's just weird. I don't know. But I appreciate yeah. all of them. Yeah, so yeah, for sure, you know, got to appreciate where we've uh, where we've started and where we came from. You know, I mean, we're still at the same spot when we yeah. when, <laughs> well, Brad, Brad is talking a lot more. We uh, yes, that's true. And I, I don't I don't come out to kiss anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we have our own theme song, our that own our own logo. That as well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. to yeah. Uh, Ring Rope Rebellion and Nick Matocho. Yeah. Yeah. So many awesome stuff, you know, and just the amount of people that we've met along the way, like Brandon mentioned before, even the fans that we've interacted with over the over the time from Eric. Actually, to I, believe, all... I believe Chris mentioned that. Now, well, thank you to Eric's Discord for Brandon spamming it for T-shirts. And now everybody just knows the, the T-shirt site and all the social media handles. Yeah, it's a meme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a meme. <laughs> yeah, but. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, appreciate all of it. Love everybody listening and very, very grateful and humbled that we're in this position that we are currently in. So thank you, everyone, from the bottom of uh, all of our hearts. Thank you. Even Brandon's cold, cold, dark heart. I don't need to have a heart, man. <laughs> it's a tin man. This, it's this world. I don't need a heart. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, But speaking outside the marking out realm, um, let's start with Dave first. Dave. How was your week? My week was uh, 
it was a great week so far. Week, I feel like the week has just started, but also just ended. You know, we're right in the middle of the week where it just started. But at this moment, do you know what kayfabe it, is? Yeah. Oh yeah. Where's the kids, brother? <laughs> oh yeah. Where's the kids, miss, brother? Oh yeah. No, no, no. The week was great. It was amazing. So much <laughs> happened, but you know, I don't want to take up the time talking about myself and my week. What about you, Chris? How was your week? Uh, it's been busy as the uh, Jordan turned seven last uh, Saturday. So um, I don't, I don't know if you spoke about it on the show. We've been having uh, Jordan Palooza for the past couple weeks because you know we're the only people that still believe in you know social distancing and keeping crowds to a minimum. So we had four birthday parties for Jordan this year, but we did in the backyard. We used the big screen Take projector. Note, yeah, right. We used the big screen projector, uh, and we watched a different movie every night. You know, David was at my house for the first night. We watched Detective Pikachu. Um, my family, my side of the family, came over on the second party. We watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think maybe my second favorite movie of the of my life. Is that that movie is, that, is so uh, good? Is that age appropriate? Yeah. Yes and no. <laughs> You know, in, in 1993, it was appropriate. In 2020, maybe not so much, but, you know, there's hey, big, boys. bold colors. And oh, I rabbit. did not think you were going to say colors. <laughs> I thought you were about to talk about Jessica Rabbit. Those two. <laughs> Those two. Um, and then the Friday night party, it rained, but we still made it work, and we watched the Angry Birds movie. And it was all Jordan's friends from school, which was a lot of fun. And then we finished it off with uh, Rachel's family and a couple of Jordan's other friends. And we watched Sonic the Hedgehog, which was fantastic. Very cool. Um, and then just, you know, editing and filming some stuff now that schools are kind of going back to, you know, everyone's going back to school. By the way, wear your mask, keep your social distancing, wash your hands. Been doing some uh, stuff with some schools about, you know, their reopening procedures. Mm-hmm. So cutting some videos. Dave saw what I did yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that's it. And that's it. What about yourself, Brandon? What have you been cooking this week? Nothing that's really. The question. Not much. I didn't. Uh, I made cookies. That's about it. And they they came out in the shape of Mickey Mouse. So I think it's telling me. <laughs> I, need to, I need to go to Florida. But that's not that's not going to happen. I I still don't know how people go during COVID to to Disney World, but. I follow, I follow a like a travel advisor for Disney on Instagram, and she went back in the beginning of July, and from what she was saying, it looked like everything was, you know, besides like the restaurants and stuff like that, everything was run pretty appropriately. Yeah, it Mm -hmm. seems like like as as high risk as I am for COVID, it seems like a place where I would feel safe, maybe. Okay. So. I, I don't think I have any trips in, in coming to Florida, but I don't know. Yeah. I'd, I'd be too worried to just get on a plane right now. Yeah, Dave. Dave is too worried to come to my backyard. Yeah. Oh my. No, shoot, but no, I, <laughs> rightfully so. You know, if you want to stop the spread, wear your mask, socially distant. If you don't have to be somewhere, don't be somewhere. Was he scared to come to your porch? Come to my window. No, I don't know. Um, but no, like, I, and I 100% agree, you know, especially with Dave being in the, the healthcare profession. You know, he has to be around a lot of people. So he's, he's, quote, he's, he's essential. So, you know, it's fine. Yeah, just got to 
be cautious and aware of your surroundings and it's just such a weird time you know but it did it did make me comf- more comfortable to meet up in the future you know just to get outside and be like okay i guess we could do this it just you gotta be aware yeah just keep your keep your distance that's it yeah mm-hmm. and you can, still, con- what you about can you? still continue to wash your hands too yeah yeah sure. right which is the- something you should have been doing as a child till as an adult Mm-hmm. Why? Which which is the Jackson with the sideburns? Uh, Nick. Oh, I hate him. Not. Uh, and I'll Nick? talk about it later in the Matt? show. We uh, go over AEW. No, I think it's Matt. Whatever, whatever. Matt but sideburns Jackson. Jackson. But uh, oh. I, I went out to get my my IV the other day, and I had I got one of those masks from Lucha Dash Masks or Mask or Masks. Okay. Uh-huh. masks dot com. And uh, let's see. Lucha-masks.com. And when I was done, I took the mask off and my beard was just like, it was, you had to, it was, you had to like restart everything. <laughs> it was the what shape of the, the mask was just like burned into my beard. Yeah. That's why I've been keeping my, uh, gimmick low these days. Uh, because just the mask is just too much of like a burly beard. I can't, I can't do it. Yeah. And, it's and so I, I, I take the mask off and I see that and I have thoughts of – because I have a flight booked for, for November right now because my niece is turning one years old. One year old? And uh, so I definitely want to be there for her birthday. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking like if I'm wearing a mask on an airplane or whatever and I get there and take my mask off, I'm going to look like a complete idiot with, <laughs> with the, the mask line on there. Who cares? I, well, I'm just saying. I, I Bring a to, beard brush and just – Fluff it out. I, I tried to do that with my fingers, and it just like wasn't having it. So I, I might have to get like a pick or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like an afro pick. Yeah, I do have an afro pick. Back when I had an afro in, in high school, I had to maintain it. Maintain it. <laughs> nice. Solid. Awesome. So, all right. So this is the part where I'm going to stop talking, and I will let Dave and Brandon uh, talk about some WWE stuff. So, gentlemen. What happened this week in the world of sports entertainment? Well, Chris, WWE Payback took place this weekend at the Thunderdome, live in Orlando, Florida at the Amway Center. Kickoff show had the Riot Squad defeating the Iconics. Um, Interesting uh, tactic during the match. I really like that entire... Before we even speak about the match, I don't... Since they got back together... I don't remember them coming out together, the Riot Squad. Um, and they yeah. came out together, I, and they had matching gear. I, I don't know. For some reason, I remember Liv Morgan's theme song playing. But uh, here they were. It was like full-on Riot Squad, obviously, because it's Ruby Riot's theme song. But they were matching maybe. gear. But yes, there was something interesting that happened during the match. Billy Kay tried to rip Liv Morgan off of the apron. And Peyton Royce knocks her down. Tells uh, Billy Kay tells Ruby Riot, uh, I mean, tells Liv Morgan that it was Ruby Riot, and Liv is is sitting there thinking about leaving the match. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, she they, she was trying to convince Liv that she got hit from behind by Ruby Riot. Yeah, uh, and then also uh, something they they referred to the the Iconics magic killer as Deja Vu which I thought was weird because I could swear that's what they were calling Peyton Royce's spinning fisherman suplex 
Mm-hmm. Maybe they switched it. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I enjoyed of what it was the match. Um, still have hope for that that kickoff show match to spill into the main card, so people somewhat maybe care about it. Mm-hmm. But the actual show kicks off with Bobby Lashley defeating Apollo Cruz to become the new United States Champion, which was a very expected outcome. I think, for me at least, I'm I'm. I'm not uh, necessarily happy about Bobby Lashley winning the championship. I wish Apollo Crews had more of a run. Yeah, I think that the run with Apollo Crews is limited, though. Um, I think that it's limited with Apollo Crews. Unfortunately, I think it's limited with Bobby Lashley as well. The only saving grace for Bobby Lashley is that he has the Hurt Business uh, by his side to make it palatable. You know, at least that makes it interesting and gives a lot of potential storylines for Bobby Lashley, who without the Hurt Business really doesn't have any draw. And I I liked this matchup. I liked, um, or in the match, uh, Apollo Crews paid tribute to Chadwick Boseman, who unfortunately passed away. Last week, very very shocking, but uh, apparently he had cancer and nobody knew. Yeah, so tragic and awful and uh, shocking. Yeah, especially this day and age where every single thing is put out there because of like TMZ and um, everything like that, and somehow and he's had it since 2016, I believe. Yeah, and recently I remember videos, I think it was April, videos of him surfaced like super thin and people were like getting on his case about it. And mm-hmm. it's still nothing. Still no mention of it at, at, at whatsoever and it's just like that like how do those people feel now? Like it just yeah. got tossed into like oh maybe he's doing it for a role, but like a lot of people were making fun of the fact that he lost weight like that and it's it's just like it's devastating. I don't know, like, this is just, like, I cannot believe that that's still something that happened. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Apollo Crews ended up attacking Bobby Lashley after the match. And, uh, they escaped. Yeah. The next I... match up, we saw Big E defeat Sheamus, which I think was a match where both men needed to win. Hopefully, yeah, Sheamus, Sheamus. Hopefully, Sheamus is like after this is done losing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what yeah. what's next, but obviously, Biggie's on his big singles push, so he needs that win as well. Mm-hmm. Sheamus just coming out of a feud with Jeff Hardy, to me, I think needs that win as well. So, but yeah. after that, we saw Matt Riddle defeat King Corbin. I'm uh, surprised that we didn't see Shorty G try to take Riddle out during the match. Or after, for that fact. Yeah, really, I don't believe we had Shorty G at all, right? No, but we had Matt Riddle interviewed afterwards, and and King Corbin attacked him. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know. Uh, Next up, you had Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax pick up the victory over Golden Role Models to win the Tag Team Championships. Um, I, I liked the finish. I liked the but, start of it too. Like when Nia Jax tried to start the match and Shayna tagged herself in. 
Yeah, yeah. I I like the finish, but I also don't like the finish. I like that she blocked uh, Sasha Banks's arm and used it to help tap out uh, Bailey. But on the other hand, I did. It looked corny for me. Corny, but Dude, we uh, first of all. Shayna Baszler in this match had Sasha Banks locked in a Muda lock, had Bailey locked in a Kirafuda clutch at the same that's exact time. We have never seen somebody do that before. That's true. That that looks sick. And then she uses Sasha Banks' arm at one point to choke Bailey out. Bailey tapped, causing Sasha to lose the title. There's your 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 ignition. Ah. I missed I didn't think about that aspect to it. Yeah, so I liked. I just liked this match as a whole. I liked even uh, at one point when when Bailey did that the the so, elbow drop, followed by yeah. the, the frog splash on Nia Jax. I I didn't think about that aspect because now Sasha Banks is uh, titleless, correct? Yeah, yeah. And Bailey still has her championship. Yeah, and both championships is because of Bailey. Well, I still don't agree with that one because. Bailey, of, that's of course, but you the, know that's what that's what with. yeah that's what they tried to paint. But I that to me that doesn't make sense. How does Bailey trying to stop that mean? Like ba- mm-hmm. like Sasha Banks was distracted regardless, which I that's didn't think what, we were gonna say. But <laughs> that's one. That's one. There's an asterisk. amendment later on, probably, but uh, there won't be. <laughs> Uh, but uh, earlier... yeah, I, I think that Nia Jax, the parent of Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler, it's odd, but I like it. Who's going to defeat these two wrestlers together? Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. Earlier in the night, JBL met up with Keith Lee and told him to invest in some hedge funds. And then he told him not to feel bad if he loses to Randy Orton because he's one of the greatest. So I don't know if those were seeds being planted for like JBL. Like I would love nothing more for them to Keith for Keith Lee to have a manager and a mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe JBL could do something like that. Yeah, but Keith Lee picks up his victory over Randy Orton. I wasn't a big fan of this match, but I I liked it. I thought that this was a good match, and I, Randy Orton ha- keeps on proving himself as, I don't know, it seems like Randy Orton really has matured in pro wrestling over the past few years. Uh, maybe it, somehow I think it coincides with his children a little bit. Um, I, I definitely I mean, think I'm in the, the like, minority about not liking this match. but No, but it seems like since he got married and stuff, We've been seeing and hearing this other side of Randy Orton. That's not about all the rumors and stuff. Well, I guess the stuff that took place backstage back when he was younger. I feel like he's really matured. And seeing him against Keith Lee, he puts him over huge. Yeah. Um, And it's awesome. But speaking of children, Rey Mysterio teamed up with his son, Dominic, to defeat Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. I think Dominic continues to impress. Uh, I, if you rewind a bunch of months ago, I was completely bored with Seth Rollins. But then Buddy Murphy got paired with him, and I was digging it more and more. Add in Rey Mysterio, I was liking it. Add in Dominic, I was liking it even more. So 
I really, uh, I really, this is one of the, the top feuds in WWE right now for me. Yeah, I, liked... I, I definitely agree with you, but I, I guess I'm more invested in the fact as how much power and control does Seth Rollins have as the Messiah? Will he uh, convert Dominic? Will he bring over his mom to his side? You know, there's that mental... I'm still hoping mental... his sister turns heel, but <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I never don't think know. that's going to that, happen. There's that mental warfare aspect, which can easily play a factor. I liked uh, Rey Mysterio got Buddy Murphy to accidentally kick Seth Rollins, leading to Dominic hitting the 619 and the Frog Splash to win. And then Rollins left Buddy Murphy after the match. Well, he didn't just leave him. He yes. got... What do you mean? He left Oh, yeah, him. no, because he got... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Walked out on him. Main event uh, of the evening saw Roman Reigns defeat Braun Strowman. And The Fiend in a no-holds-barred match to become the new Universal Champion. This was a very interesting match. Because before the match begins, Braun Strowman attacks The Fiend. And the ref rings the bell before Roman Reigns was even out there. Um, which apparently Roman Reigns, what we saw later on, didn't even sign the contract till he came out. They showed Alexa Bliss watching this match with her interest. So that's something of note. Um, Then The Fiend and Braun Strowman did that, the ring break suplex spot. Not a fan of that being used. No. I think that that spot shouldn't be used as often as it is, which is not done often, but often enough where I don't think it had to have been done. And that's when Roman Reigns came out. And won the title. I'm fine with Roman Reigns being champion. I was just uh, hoping for Otis. (laughs) I don't don't think that's going to happen though. But I'm fine with Roman Reigns as champion as well. I don't like that The Fiend just won it the other day. That's the one thing that I don't like is that... Yeah, but then it's it's also The Fiend didn't lose it. Of course. So, I mean, you're, uh, we're going to see Reigns versus The Fiend as the um, the go-to, Maybe. I guess. Who knows? I don't know. Braun Strowman lost his title last week, and then and then this week he lost Bray Wyatt's title, The Fiend's title. Mm-hmm. Maybe that nah. continues. Yeah. Moving over to Monday Night's Raw. Monday Night Randy Orton opens the show speaking about Drew McIntyre speaks about the the triple threat match about uh, the 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 one that he has later on to advance to Clash of Champions so he can beat Drew McIntyre Keith Lee comes out and eventually gets attacked by Dolph Ziggler leading into Keith Lee defeating Dolph Ziggler to move on to that triple threat match um, Ziggler, I think, is a uh, Orton too. Great opponents for to make Keith Lee look better than he is. I'm not saying Keith Lee isn't good. He is. He mm-hmm. is great. But if you want somebody who people may not know, you put him against somebody like Ziggler. Yeah, of course he's going to put on a show with anyone in that ring. Um, and Ziggler's and been getting. He's, like the the king, that he- he's been getting pounced. 
left and right. Yeah, look, look at the moves that he put. Like just every move, it made Keith Lee look like a monster. From the stalling gut wrench to even just the super kick into the spi- uh, spirit bomb. Yeah, um, a huge spirit bomb. Yeah, Ziggler knows how to sell so well. Yeah, which also is unfortunate because his ability to sell is so great that I feel like he just hasn't had anybody sell for him enough to get a champ, a real championship run. Oh. After this, we saw Sarah Schreiber uh, interview Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler backstage. This, um, it's like complete team hell no pairing. Which is weird because it's n- it's not team hell no. They're, but, because but they're it, both that Kane aspect. Like, they're not, not one of them is like that Daniel Bryan underdog. Like, they're they, both they that, could both be the Kane aspect, but they're both the comedic aspect to the group, though. They both give that comedic aspect. Yes, there's a comedic aspect to it. Oscar um, um, Oscar this... danced in, and they told her that it was a tag team champion only conversation. And then Oscar shoved Shayna, and Nia got in her face, and that was the end of that. Yeah. After this, you cut to Adam Pierce backstage speaking to the security, uh, just like he did on SmackDown about Retribution and telling them they got to be on their A game tonight. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> Yeah, there's really nothing else to say about that. It was just Adam Pierce. I just want to know if he, if he's like he's the unofficial GM of Raw and SmackDown or what's going on. <laughs> but after this, Oscar was interviewed in the ring about who is the most deserving of a title shot, and she listed everyone that she's defeated. And then Mickey James came out and said that it should be her to get the championship match. Lana and Natty came out, made fun of Mickey James. They attacked them. Asuka and Mickey stood tall. Mm. Um, Asuka's defeated all three of them, I believe. Yeah. And even more so, Mickey James uh, at, a, at an NXT takeover. That's true. Yeah. After that, we saw Charlie Caruso looking to get an interview with Aleister Black in regards to what he did to Kevin Owens last week. However... Randy Orton slithers out of the room and walks right past her. What could that be about? Oh, you know what? I skipped skipped a bunch of segments. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, I just roll with it at times, but it's episode 500. Do whatever you want. Viking Raiders backstage with Cedric Alexander. Uh, Demi Burnett from The Bachelor. I've learned her name, her still, full name. Who, I, who, yeah. who, who we still have no idea why she's on TV right but now. But she wished them luck, and she kissed Ivar, and then Angel Garza was shown creepily staring at her with flowers. Um, then we had Mickey James defeating Lana. If they could only just put things together in segments, like, hello. Why well, have Oscar yeah. out in the ring right there with Mickey James and then have this match later on? Yeah. Why well, have a backstage segment in between? But... Uh, yeah, so Mickey James picked up the, the victory over Lana. There wasn't nothing much. No, yeah, there's yeah. not much to say about it. I mean, obviously it's going to build to Mickey James versus Natalia, but no, who cares about Natalia and who cares about this Mickey James stuff right now? Yeah, but you know? that, that Orton segment led into Randy Orton defeating Kevin Owens to move on to the triple threat match. And Aleister Black came out and attacked Kevin Owens before the match. 
Uh, and then Kevin Owens had the referee start the match, but it was basically a few chops and an RKO. That was that. Yeah, not, yeah, not much. So that's continuation of Aleister Black and Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. Now, next up, you had the VIP lounge. Uh, good old MVP. Yeah. Gotta, gotta love every. I think that he's still crushing it during this entire uh, um, pen, pandemic that we're in. Yeah, and they spoke about Apollo Crews. They spoke about Raw Underground and their match with the Viking Raiders and Cedric Alexander. Cedric came out and led to a brawl with the six of them. Yeah. Their match, Viking Raiders and Cedric pick up the victory over the Hurt Business. Um, MVP went for the player's boot, and Cedric ducked it, rolled him up to win. It was a quick like a quick victory. And then after the match, uh, it looked like Cedric was about to get beat down, but MVP like calls off the dogs, you know? But, but then after back... Back from commercial break, the Hurt Business beat the hell out of Cedric backstage. Which doesn't make sense. I mean, uh, the only thing <laughs> that made sense is that Viking Raiders was were imprisoned. Yeah, but Ricochet and Apollo Crews chased them off. So mm-hmm. that stopped it. But earlier in the night, something that still has my head shaking, still has my heart breaking. The Iconics were interviewed about a stipulation of their match on Monday Night Raw, and WWE just, like, very quietly slips in, the losers will be no more. As if it wasn't uh, supposed to affect me for the rest of the night. And now we get my to, life. Now we get to the actual match, and the Riot Squad defeat the Iconics. I don't understand. I'm obviously I'm giving it time. I'll let it. I'll let what is happening play out. But man, oh man, they ruined everything. <laughs> it's like I, I just like I, I don't know. It's it just don't they know that they're supposed to be co-op champions? This isn't supposed to happen. And it's like I don't. Oh. Even, I, I don't even understand. Furthermore, like Riot Squad had the victory the the night before on the pay per view. Yeah, but now Riot Squad gets the uh, the tag team title shot against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and uh, the cocks are no more. I mean, they were embracing each other. They were upset. There has to be a way to get them back together. There has to be. I, I mean, they're gonna. It's got to be Reverend Billy on SmackDown with De- with Deacon Tegan. I don't know. I don't know. After that, though, we saw, um, uh, well, actually, earlier in the night, Rey Mysterio was being interviewed about Dominic replacing him in his match. Rey Mysterio has a torn tricep from their match at Payback. But most importantly was Rey Mysterio's daughter being there. And the only reason why it's important to me is because I thought, oh, my God. Maybe it's she happening. Was, yeah, she was converted. <laughs> but that didn't quite happen. Um, but we had Seth Rollins yell at Buddy Murphy about kicking him at payback, causing him to lose. So he sends Buddy Murphy away. Dominic attacks Buddy Murphy on the stage. And then Seth Rollins defeats Dominic to move on to that triple threat match. Starts off hot. And I, I keep seeing people call Dominic Green, but for me, I think he's been really entertaining to watch. And it's to me, it's not like I'm watching somebody who's had their first match two weeks ago. 
I mean, I'm. I definitely think that he's green, and I definitely notice in the ring that he's green. Yeah, there's there's but, points, but it's still like not like I'm gonna nitpick at all. No, no. I mean, I, I definitely I recognize that he is totally green, and I can point that out during the match that he's green. But you made a mention of a key word: entertaining. Yeah, it is. He is very entertaining. Uh, the storyline with Seth Rollins is very entertaining and Rey Mysterio. I was so I was hardcore hardcore pulling for Dominic to win that triple yeah, move on to that triple threat match. I knew there was no way in hell that was happening, but yeah. I was like he hit that six one nine, he missed the frog splash and then Seth Rollins hits him with the curb to win the or the stomp, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. And then he hit him with another one afterwards, so I'm assuming that writes him off television, perhaps? That's what I was thinking. I think that it was done to write him off a little bit. Uh, moving on to Raw Underground, we had Titus O'Neil show up for the first time, beat somebody up, took on somebody else who he knocks out. Then Riddick Moss steps up, tosses Titus out of the ring. They continue to brawl. They get back in the ring, and Riddick Moss knocks Titus out. Later on, Jessamyn Duke was there, defeated somebody named Avery. The Iconics were there. Someone steps up to Marina Shafir, and Marina Shafir takes that person out. And then it's just like, eh, who's next? Who's who's stepping up to the horsewomen? And it seemed like the Iconics were going to. I I don't know if they. It, I don't think they were really going to. I think Shane McMahon was kind of like egging I it think, on a little yeah. bit. And then Peyton Royce, Billy Kay was like, looked like she was all for it. And Peyton Royce tosses Billy into the ring and they take yeah. her out. Awful. And, and she just stood there watching, you know? And then Apollo Crews versus Shelton Benjamin ended with the Hurt Business jumping in, followed by Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. And the Hurt Business won. Yeah. Uh, later on, they showed a video of Akira Tozawa from earlier in the night arriving to the Thunderdome (laughs) and the, the, the gate attendant was like, Oh, your, your name's not on the list. And then it was revealed that he was a referee and our truth snuck up from behind and won the championship has to be the most decorated champion in WWE history. No doubt. Um, I, I said it before, but look in the record books. In 50 years, R-Truth is going to be remembered as one of the best champions of all time. Yeah, even, and they're going to have even, no idea. Even the hardcore championship didn't have that many reigns. Yeah. Uh, but they had a backstage segment with the Street Profits where they, they spoke about Andrade. They spoke about Angel Garza and Zelina Vega basically making fun of all of them. Leads into their match where Andrade and Angel Garza versus the Street Profits ends in a no contest. It was a tornado tag team match. Demi Burnett was out there with Angel Garza. The lights flicker and Retribution showed up. Angel Garza left to get Demi away from it safe. But... Andrade and the Street Profits and Zelina Vega all like mutually look at each other. They all start throwing hands against Retribution. They all got taken out though. (laughs) And Adam Pierce was furious. And then something that I thought was interesting later on, Angel Garza was trying to protect Demi Burnett and Retribution showed up (laughs) and Angel Garza runs off, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. 
but there was nothing. That was it. Retribution showed up. I don't know if they're going to like stay there till SmackDown. Or if they stayed there till SmackDown. But that was the end of Retribution on Monday Night Raw. But I just popped for Angel Garza running off and leaving Demi there by herself. Yeah. Uh, I, the- I thought that was hilarious. And I like that that it panned over to her, to Retribution, to her, and then her just running off. Yeah. Um, but the Garza aspect is great. Main event saw Randy Orton defeat Keith Lee and Seth Rollins to become the number one contender. I think it was very obvious that we were going to be seeing Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre again. Yeah, uh, especially after the punts and everything like that. You needed Randy Orton in there to solidify this conclusion. Uh, But the Keith Lee aspect, I think both, I mentioned before with Orton putting Lee over, uh, Orton and Rollins put Lee over in this match huge. Even though Lee didn't win, he's being made into a star right now. Yeah, and I liked liked in the match Randy Orton and Seth Rollins working together against Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Randy Orton turned because he's Randy Orton. Yeah. But Keith Lee hit that that spirit bomb on Seth Rollins, and Randy Orton hits an RKO from behind and then pins Seth Rollins. He stole Keith Lee's victory there. Mm-hmm. And I like that Randy Orton stole Keith Lee's victory. I like the fact that... Uh, I like that Randy Orton almost... Well, he did trip over Keith Lee by accident, but Randy Orton's recovery from that... Like, he tripped over Keith Lee, and he went right into a forward roll into the pin. I don't recall seeing that. I don't remember I seeing thought, Randy Orton trip. Yeah, it it was actually kind of cool, because, but it, it was a total botch. But it looked cool because Randy Orton totally made the save on it. So what happened was Keith Lee got hit with, um, what happened? He got hit with the RKO, I think. He got hit with the RKO, and then Randy Orton popped up. And Keith Lee was rolling out of the way, but he rolled into Randy Orton's feet oh. and causing Randy Orton to like trip over him. But Randy Orton went into a forward roll into the pin on Seth Rollins. <laughs> so it looked pretty cool. Um, but overall, hey, I'm all right with Randy Orton versus McIntyre. I'm I, don't, I don't really want to see that again, though. And I assume, is that being Randy Orton's going to go over? I don't know. I, I think that Orton is going to go over. Um, because Rollins right now is tied up with with Rey Mysterio, uh, Keith Lee, but not really. Um, I mean, that seems maybe done. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You could have. I guess you could have had Rollins versus Mackin. Well, you had that. That's the. Unless somebody steps up from after Randy Orton wins the the championship or something, I don't know. I would assume Keith Lee. No, I, I don't know. Keith Lee does have the victory over we're still, him. So we, still have, we still have Otis with the Money in the Bank briefcase. We don't know when that'll happen. Uh, we still have a while till he can cash in on that anyways. So Yeah, well, he has till next May. Yeah, exactly. And, so uh, well... I mean, Brock Lesnar's contract is it doesn't exist anymore, apparently. Uh, who knows? Who knows? But let's get on to talking about some NXT this week. Yeah, it opens up with a six-man street fight between Brizongo and Isaiah Swerve Scott picking up the victory over Legato Del Fantasma. Um, this match, street for fight. me, it was it was all over the place and hard to see a lot of it. 
But Imperium came out and attacked Tyler Breeze at one point, and Isaiah Swerve Scott and Fandango drove a forklift ringside and dove off of it onto all five of them, and I, I thought that was awesome. Yeah, another spot that I liked in this was that slingshot of Tyler Breeze into the groin. I thought that that was a comedic uh, good spot. They did that, uh, the Terry Funk ladder spot, and they're like, we haven't seen this in in ages or something. Like, we've never seen something (laughs) like this. (laughs) And I thought it was funny because I remember you talking about it last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott ends up hitting his finisher on uh, Santos Escobar and picks up the victory. So that leads into probably them having another match for the Cruiserweight Championship, perhaps. Mm Mm-hmm. After this, after that, we saw another, uh, we got the Tegan Knox side of the friendship video with Candice LeRae. So I'm, I'm really liking this and I'm wondering if next week we'll see them sharing a glass of wine together, perhaps. I mean, that would be interesting. And talking I, their differences out, maybe Tegan Knox turns heel. What do you want to see out of this? Do you want to see them feud? Do you want to see Tegan go to Candace? Because obviously Candace is not turning face. Right. So do you want to see Tegan turn heel to join Candace? Do you want to see, hey, maybe Tegan remains a face and just aligns herself with Candace because they are friends? I don't know. To you me, know? if that happens, it's it's kind of Dark Order-esque. How so? so well, like, Cabana's not a heel, but he's there. Mm-hmm. And prior to last week, Anna Jay wasn't really a heel, but she was there. I thought she was heel. So no, what would not, you? Not until not until she attacked Brandy Rhodes. Even though yeah. Brandy Brandy put out a promo the other day that I was just like, this comes off as like a complete heel to me. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to see out of Tegan Knox? I don't know. I I. I mean, what I would ultimately like out of Tegan Knox is a championship run, but that's not get that that's not point. in the cards right now. So I don't know. No. I I think that let Tegan get close to Candice and then maybe have Tegan uh, attack Candice at some point. Um, but, but after after that up, video, we saw Candice LeRae defeat Casey Catanzaro. Uh, very enjoyable match. It wasn't super long, but it showcased no. both of them. Man, I still love that finisher, you know, courtesy of the Super, of Super Dragon. I thought for sure throwback. we were going to see Candice attack Caden Carter after the match. But she she brings up, she she ends up speaking on the microphone and brought up Tegan. And how yeah. seeing Casey and Caden's friendship, she's a bit jealous. And how it reminded her of her friendship with Tegan. Yeah, so for sure. Very, it's very interesting. I don't know if maybe they, they do end up teaming up and then... What happens is Candace turns again, or, or or she shows her true colors. I don't know. Yeah. No After clue. that, we saw Rhea Ripley uh, cut a promo on Mercedes Martinez and the Robert Stone brand, and she challenged Mercedes Martinez to a cage match. And then later on, Mercedes Martinez accepted it. So next week on Super Tuesday, again on Tuesday... We will be seeing Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez in a cage match, and I am pumped. I'm saying Martinez gets the win. I think Martinez gets the win. I see Rob Stone interfering. Maybe we see a handcuff spot to the steel cage 
but Martinez is walking out as the as the winner. Uh, next up, you had Timothy Thatcher pick up the victory over Bronson Reed. Uh, Austin Theory getting involved in this one. Yeah, he attacked Bronson Reed from behind, and Timothy Thatcher he locked in a submission, which Bronson Reed got out of. But then he got put in a Fujiwara armbar and tapped. Yeah. I liked, uh, I don't know if you noticed Bronson Reed's new uh, entrance video, like Godzilla-esque kind of. I thought it was cool. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't see that. That's cool. So, yeah, Uh, this was a match where it had me thinking, like, yes, Bronson Reed needs the victory. I don't see that happening here because Timothy Thatcher also needs the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, so Austin Theory coming out and, 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 and Bronson Reed losing that way was, was, uh, ideal. Yeah. It keeps it safe right now. Uh, main, main event, event of the, of the <laughs> evening saw Finn Balor tie with Adam Cole at two to one, defeating Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa in a fatal four-way Iron Man match for the very first time, I believe in WWE history. They came so close to missing that. Yeah. You know? I mean, I you could easily make it a dispute that the ref counted quickly for it. it no, it, well, it seemed like it was on tap with the countdown. Finn Balor playing uh, dead weight, I feel like I, I got nervous. I'm like, oh, come on, Finn, turn already, turn already. You know, just because it was like at four, at three seconds, uh, he finally got the pin on him at around three. So it was that close. But there was a lot of cool things during this match. Um, I liked at one point Finn Balor and Adam Cole did like a two sweet moment. And, and until that point, I didn't even think about both of them being former Bullet Club members. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Balor takes out Cole or whatever, but. I just thought it was a cool spot, but Balor had the first fall with uh, less than 35 minutes to go. Champa hits the fairy tale ending on Balor, and Gargano tosses Champa out of the ring to steal a, a pinfall. 30 minutes left. Adam Cole hits the Panama Sunrise on Johnny Gargano. Uh, gets the fall for himself. And then Champa gets his fall after a fairy tale ending on Adam Cole. Champa did the the catapult spot under the ring that he that he injured Jake Atlas with to Johnny Gargano and Johnny Gargano did not have the same effect as Jake Atlas. Yeah. So that was interesting, but Balor ends up uh Balor gets the the next fall, his second fall on Champa, and then with 0 seconds left like you said, Adam Cole ties it up. And then William Regal came out to announce that next week on Super Tuesday, it'll be Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship. One fall finish, normal rules, everything. Um, I'm excited. I don't care who wins. And that's not a negative thing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with Finn Balor as NXT Champion. I'm happy with Adam Cole as NXT Champion. I would prefer Finn Balor to be champion. I I agree with you, especially because uh, Adam Cole was just champion and everything like that. I I totally agree. I hope that Finn Balor wins this uh, championship. I think that right now it would 
impact Finn Balor better on his career to win this championship instead of Adam Cole. I don't think Adam Cole needs it right now, um, right. especially because he is the longest reigning. Right. So, well, yeah. That was NXT moving over to SmackDown. Uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman opened the show, and I was super pumped to hear Paul Heyman talk about the Anawahi family, but that didn't happen. <laughs> it was just a bunch of Paul Heyman-esque stuff, um, mm-hmm. although he was he was very quiet instead of his normal yelly self. And then, yeah, uh, very, yeah, very then, direct. Yeah, I, I like the we, fact it was it was reminding me of everything with uh, when Paul Heyman would cut promos with uh, Brock Lesnar, with Lesnar just standing there looking right into the camera, doesn't have to say a word, just very stern. Yeah, and, but I feel uh, like those, those promos were more like ba ba ba. This was ba ba ba. Very <laughs> yeah. But even still, I I'm talking about Roman Reigns with the look in the camera and stuff. Oh I'm, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah and, then, was, and then Roman Roman ended man. it with uh, his new catchphrase and his old catchphrase. Uh, and then after the break, Jay Uso met up with Roman Reigns and asked him about Paul Heyman, and Roman Reigns is like I have it under control. And then Jay Uso offered to watch his back, mm-hmm. which was interesting. But from there, we go into heavy machinery. Defeating John Morrison and The Miz. Uh, what did you think of the, the two cartwheels during Otis's entrance? <laughs> Dude, who, I mean, those are nasty cartwheels. He's been practicing doing those. But something, I was a fan of this match, but it seemed like there was a few spots where John Morrison just wasn't, just in, wasn't John Morrison. I don't know. There was a few spots where it just didn't look right to well, me. Well, afterwards... That's- Afterwards, John Morrison stole Otis's Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, and later on, Tucker met up with Otis and said he couldn't find Miz and Morrison. And he, they were worried about, or Tucker was worried about, the Money in the Bank contract. And Otis was like, no, nah, don't worry about it. I keep it in the lunchbox. <laughs> now on sale, <laughs> WWE Shop. Which, yeah, uh, did, you- we, did we not say, like... Maybe Otis's custom Money in the Bank briefcase could be like a, a lunchbox or something, or or am I like completely making that up? I don't know. I kind of feel like you mentioned that, but I like it how <laughs> they open up the brief briefcase. Morrison and Miz open up the briefcase, and it's a bunch of junk. It's a bunch of Q-tips, a sandwich. But more um, importantly, I think also John Morrison went to eat the lunch, which I thought was funny. Yeah, but it was funny altogether. Because if you like think back to to before this run with John Morrison, mm-hmm. and think of his last run, he had a T shirt that said "We're gonna eat your lunch" on That's it. That's funny. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after the heavy machinery match, we saw Big E backstage throwing a birthday party for Xavier Woods. Uh, Drew Gulak was there. Lucha House Party was there, which. Lince Dorado made the the tights that I discussed last week with the 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 teeth instead of the tiger stripes, so it was cool to see him wearing those. Mm-hmm. Um, but a security guard came over to inform Big E that Xavier Woods arrived to the arena. Big E went out with the cake in hand to the garage, gets met by Sheamus, who takes him out and takes the cake out. 
Uh, it just keeps on going. <laughs> it's like a never-ending thing. Like, the only thing in WWE that's constant is the fact that cake is always being taken out. It's awful. Well, speaking of awful, I mean, not to get away from the segment, but WWE, apparently there's a, a, a thing, a memo went out from Vince McMahon banning the superstars from being on third-party platforms like Twitch and Cameo now. Very interesting. So... Which is just like that's that's garbage. Like I yeah, I enjoy that's, watching that's... WWE superstars and like interacting with them on Twitch and stuff. I think that's like one of the coolest things that they could possibly do. But I guess well, it's it's just WWE's way of saying, hey, if WWE's not doing it, we don't want you to do it. You're under <laughs> our umbrella. You are yeah. you are our property. It's 2013 all over again. ZTLIS mention yeah. that again on the show. They are WWE property, so they don't want any of that. It's just absurd. You know, look at look at up, up, down, down. Right? It was a non WWE product, and then WWE engulfed it. You know, that's exactly what they're doing. But the uh, the segment ends, yeah, and they have thirty days to uh, cease and desist. I guess if if that's like a legit thing, but I mean, who knows? It's but yeah, this and, this, and it, like I, I don't know who's gonna. And yeah, but there. this this segment ended with Sheamus hitting the white noise uh, to Big E on top of that car through the windshield wiper. Well, windshield wiper. The w- windshield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then after that, Kayla questioned if Sheamus – Michael Cole questioned it also if Sheamus set Big E up. And it's like, how could Sheamus not have set Big E up? Xavier Woods wasn't there. Sheamus was there. Obviously, he set it up. Mm-hmm. Seems familiar. I feel like we keep seeing uh, Sheamus set people up. Yeah. Uh, but Adam Pierce announced that Big E won't be in the main event, and they, they were figuring out a fourth person, and Paul Heyman cut him off to grab a word. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Next up, you had uh, your tag team champions, Nia Jax and Shannon Baszler, pick up the victor over Boston Hug. Um it's crazy I, I, that this I, was I, Nia Jax's first match on SmackDown in four years where she's on the quote-unquote main roster. No way. Yeah, well, she was always on Monday Night Raw. And That's then she spent, she spent like a year injured. That's crazy. But, yeah, I was a big... I thought that this match was awesome. Yeah, I liked the match for the most part. I don't know, at one point Nia Jax was just off, like, literally not doing anything. It was weird. Um, yeah, but but some spots that I liked in the match, I like the arm snap that Shayna Baszler did to Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the, the power the, bomb spot on the outside to Nia Jax. Yeah, the stunner power bomb, stunner off the power bomb combo. Uh, and then Shayna Baszler kept working Sasha Banks's knees the whole match, mm-hmm. and she went for that Muda lock and the Kirafuda clutch. Bailey counters that with a Bailey to belly, and then which Nia... I which I loved because I we always talk about it. How whenever there's a good finish, whether it's a pinfall or a submission on WWE, we always talk about it and fans always rave about it. And then they just repeat that spot over and over and over. And for a moment, I thought for sure they were about to repeat that spot. So when Bailey got right in there, I'm like, okay, good. We're still in this. <laughs> and then Jax hit a uh, crossbody from the middle rope onto both of them to get the victory. Mm-hmm. And retain the championship, so we will be seeing Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad, I believe, at Clash of Champions. But after the match, medical personnel were working on Sasha Banks, and she shoves them away, doesn't want their help. 
Bailey went to help her, and then my oh my. What a beatdown. Beats the ever-loving heck out of Sasha Banks. Stomps on her leg. Sasha totally. tries to fight Bailey off, but Bailey Bailey took over. She put her head uh, between uh, the, the chair and stomped it from the middle rope. Mm-hmm. It was a fantastic segment, and I hope I, I like that. I like that the entire time she kept on going to the leg and everything. I thought for sure when I saw the chair in the ring, she was going to wrap it around the leg. But well, I mean, I think going... she she obviously tried to at first, and then Sasha uh, fought out of that. Yeah, but I kind of like that where she was going to go for the leg, but instead ended up going for something much worse. She ended up going for the throat. And um, I hope we see this play out over a very long time. That's the thing. Like, I was thinking, do you? I, I feel like their match for the championship was supposed to be taking place at, like, Brooklyn somehow. No, it was probably supposed to be at SummerSlam in Boston. But we got a whole summer of golden role models, which was just like, thank which God. Which would have been Sasha Banks' home crowd. Yes, exactly. So I'm assuming, or not assuming, I'm hoping for WrestleMania 37. Wow, you um, think that's going to go that long? I, I don't know. I mean, right now, Sasha Banks could be out for all we know. Keep her out till the, the Royal Rumble, boom, wins that's it. That's true. That's true. You know, she could, she could win just... the Royal Rumble, and uh, hopefully there are fans... Come WrestleMania 37, I don't know. So Obviously, with, we have no idea if that's going to be a thing, but... So, with all of that, I don't... So, you're right. She totally got ridden off right now. So, you write her off, have her uh, go home and everything. Uh, Royal Rumble, or maybe not Royal Rumble. I wouldn't have her enter at Royal Rumble, and I wouldn't have her win it. Maybe have her cost Bailey a match or something, and find her way into the... Yeah, but costing her the match would mean... Costing somebody else the title. That's a hmm. three-way. I want a one-on-one NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, NXT TakeOver Respect. I, I just don't want... You don't think that that would be predictable, though? No. I There's mean, even if, even if I'm right here calling it, Sasha Banks returns at the Royal Rumble, wins the Royal Rumble, goes on to WrestleMania to face Bailey for the championship... Who cares? I'm, I'm 100% all behind that. That's what I want to see, so I don't care if, if I predict it or not. I don't even care if it's a spoiler. That's what I want to see. That's like, <laughs> yeah. uh, like 100%, and it should be very interesting to see this feud because now it's the roles are reversed. Sasha Banks plays the face. Bailey plays the heel. Yeah, and Bailey is such a good heel. I even love how she was still calling out Michael Cole Yeah, uh, during the beatdown. But all right, sign me up. I'm I'm fine with Sasha Banks coming back at Royal Rumble time. So now, what happens to Bailey in the meantime? She defends the championship. But who do you have step in for? I guess maybe a month or two feud. There's not uh, like there. We got Slim know. Pickens on SmackDown. No. Somewhat, yeah. I mean, maybe. We got Carmella. We have Naomi. Naomi. We have Dana Brooke. We have Lacey Evans. We've seen basically it all already. I hopefully Dana Brooke comes in there because I feel like they keep on. I feel like they're util, utilizing her more and more and more, but they never actually do something with her. They just keep her like relevant. So you're like, oh wow, she yeah, she's there. Yeah. But hope, maybe it could be Bailey versus Dana Brooke, and then have like Lacey Evans fit in there. Leading up to like I don't I mean we've seen a bunch of that already so we're gonna need we're gonna need some sort of new 
some new blood. But also, speaking of new blood, very interesting. There was no retribution on SmackDown. Yeah. But uh, after that match, we saw Sami Zayn come out, make a stink about being not not being introduced as the Intercontinental Champion. Well, I mean, he didn't really make a stink. He only uh, stated the facts. Yeah, he well, he made a stink facts. about it. Jeff Hardy came out <laughs> and said that all Sami Zayn has to do is ask for a match and he'll give it to him. Uh, and then Sami Zayn's like, me ask you for a match. You ask me for a shot. And I thought I, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought Sami Zayn was amazing during this, even with the entire production crew. Uh, getting yeah. on the production crew headset, being like, uh, "Oh yeah, no, everything's good." Like, by any ch- like, and then goes into his entire title and stuff like that. I thought it was really entertaining. Yeah, and then AJ Styles came out, referred to himself as the uncrowned intercontinental intercontinental champion. I don't know why that was a tongue tie right there, but uh, Styles hey, attacks. Twister. What was that? Twister. Yeah, what did I say? Tongue tongue tie. Yeah, it was it was a tongue tie. I don't have to say tongue twister. It was a tongue tie. You get tongue tied. You get a tongue tie. You never heard of getting tongue tied? Ah, uh, tongue tie. Ah, uh, uh. you don't get tongue twistered. You get tongue tied. Uh, but Sami yeah, Zayn, Sami Zayn, and AJ Styles attack Jeff Hardy, and then Styles attacks Sami Zayn. Jeff Hardy has a short comeback, taken out by the Huluva kick. So. I'm happy that Sami Zayn ended up this segment on top, especially because he returned last week. And I was very furious that – I mean, I wasn't furious. I was just disappointed. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Jeff Hardy last week when he got the, hit with the Huluva kit, he didn't really – he didn't even really sell it. He went down, yes. But then he got back up, and then he went back after AJ Styles. It's like, dude, you just got rocked by the Huluva kick, and you're not going to – okay, whatever. After that, we saw a vignette with a woman in high heels walking in a fur coat. I don't know if this is an AEW promo or not. Velveteen Dream. It was an AEW heels joke. It didn't go over on the show, but um, oh. Vanessa oh. Bourne could be a name. I thought about Vanessa Bourne. I thought that maybe it could be her. Carmella um. is a name. Uh, We've seen I her wear, wear uh, fur before like that. Uh, I would mark out, I know you would as well, if it was Eva Marie. I know she has I, pink hair yeah. right now, but she did at one point before pink yep. have purple hair. <laughs> well, and the, the heels, co- the heels were red. With the coloring of everything, and uh, I was thinking maybe it was a woman walking up to uh, Velveteen Dream. Uh, somebody, uh, that I saw a lot of people toss out on Twitter was Tessa Blanchard. I don't really oh, think please that no. would happen. Please no. And then another interesting name could be Peyton Royce. Hmm. Uh, I don't see Peyton Royce. It's very possible. She does mm. those, uh, those competitions now, so she knows how to walk. Um, after that, we saw Roman Reigns speaking with Jay Uso before the match, uh, kind of cutting him down, saying that he knows Jimmy would win the match. So I thought that was interesting where he wasn't like fully, I don't know, it's kind of like Roman isn't Roman. Roman isn't Roman. And Jay Uso could just be getting in his way. Mm-hmm. 
And then they actually go to like they have a, a brawl for the before the main event, but it, it cuts to commercial break and it comes back to Firefly Funhouse, which was just like okay, I thought Weird. we were about to go into the main event. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I it went into the Firefly Funhouse. I thought maybe it was a commercial or an advertisement, and then went into it. I was just like, oh. And Bray okay. Wyatt said that a new friend will be coming next week, which I assumed would be Alexa Bliss, and it led directly into a segment with Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, who mm-hmm. was looking even more emo. Yeah. With a certain friend in the background. I don't know if you noticed, Ramblin' oh. Rabbit there watching from behind. I saw that furry friend from behind. Okay. And <laughs> so it should be interesting to see next week if it is Alexa Bliss on the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, the main event saw Jey Uso defeat Sheamus, Matt Riddle, and King Corbin to become the number one contender. And uh, now he'll be moving on to Clash of Champions to face Roman Reigns, his cousin. I really like this ending because I didn't think... At first, I thought Uso could have been in there. But once he to- got tossed by Baron Corbin over that first row of TVs, it, I was just like, I didn't know how long of a stretch that was. Jay was the only one that made sense here. Um, you don't want to see King Corbin versus Roman Reigns again. Uh, even take away the fact that he's a heel. Sheamus is a heel. Matt Riddle just recently debuted and he's already feuding with Sheamus. Mm-hmm. The only one that we have not seen in weeks is Jey Uso. Yeah, but once he got tossed over there, I was just like, I, I just couldn't fathom how. It made sense to me, but I was just trying to figure out how. But right after um, Matt Riddle hit that hit his uh, top rope finisher, yeah, um, that splash from the top, it was awesome. Um, uh, so a lot of people I, I, I know we're maybe hoping for now that Roman Reigns is with Paul Heyman and, and a quote unquote heel. I know I saw a lot of people saying, wait till the Usos are healed up. Jimmy Usos all healed up, bring them in, team them with Roman Reigns. However, I would like to see Jay Uso in this match or whatever, or maybe it doesn't even take place because Roman Reigns beats the ever loving heck out of him. And that's when he shows his true, like, I'm here. I'm a heel. Yeah. I, th- I think that next week uh, we're going to have to see Roman Reigns just totally beat him down. Or we're going to see him beat down well, his no, brother. It, it, no, it, well, no, because Jimmy's not – he's injured. Uh, what but is he out with? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. But afterwards, okay. Caleb Braxton interviewed Jay Uso and uh, – He's he's hyped for his match, but I don't think it's going to work out well. Mm-mm. And I think it's going to be treated like, hey, like we're cousins. This is cool. On like in Jay's mind. I know yeah. he, he did the whole welcome to the Uso penitentiary and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you I think still he's think gonna... it's like, yeah. hey, like we're we're cousins. This is this is cool. But for Roman yeah, this Reigns, is cool. it's this like, is cool, I fam. don't care. Wreck everyone and leave. Yeah, you, your your thought process is that, oh, wow, this is cool. We're family. We're in the main event. We're going for the championship. This is going to be so much fun for our family. Uh, we're going to we're going to tear it up and this and that. A nice, friendly, friendly act, uh, uh, a match. But Roman Reigns is just going to tear him apart. Yeah, that's that's what how that's how it has to happen. Yeah. 
That was SmackDown. Moving over to Impact Wrestling. Uh, Chris joins us again. That's right. I'm still here, and I'm always ready. <laughs> uh, Impact. Yeah, people will get it more, more that more at the end of the episode. Yeah, and by the way, we said regardless, which is not like five. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> slash marking out. Sale going on. Do you gonna get anything? No. No? Oh, no, I like that new Dark Order shirt. The one with the eye and the octopus tentacles or whatever. It, it's just join the Dark Order. I'm not aware of it as of right now. Ah oh, man, that one's. You, you, I think you'll you'll appreciate that one. But anyway, let's talk about Impact. Yeah, Sammy Callahan picks up the victory over Rob Van Dam to start off Impact Wrestling this week. Katie. I always love how Sammy Callahan just adds these subtle nuances to his character. And it just it, it just makes him more of like a uh, more of like such a character. And also, I love his entrance and everything that they did at NXT with like tr- attempted to do it Solomon Crow. They're getting it right here with Impact. Yeah, definitely. I said that uh, two weeks ago. I think. Um, I'm not sure, but Katie Forbes tried to distract Sammy Callahan by twerking, um, which it, it's just embarrassing to me <laughs> watching that. I really, 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 really hate that. And it's like, it's almost like all the focus is on her rather than the actual match. And it's like, uh, I just, I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'll never get it. It's like, I, I just, I'll stop right there. But Callahan went after Katie Forbes afterwards and Rob Van Dam attacked him. And then Katie Forbes jumped in. So. I'm assuming we're going to see more of this feud between the two of them. Maybe Samuel gets a backup in a female form. Perhaps um, the Havoc Death Machine. Definitely a possibility there. Shoot real-life girlfriends. After that, we saw Hernandez backstage arm wrestling with Fala, which, by the way, much better arm wrestling competition on Impact than we see on Monday Night Raw. You don't got to make a big spectacle of that if you're doing it. Spectacle. It's just a big like. It's just like a little like. Oh, by the way, they're gonna have an arm wrestling. They're not even. It's like like you know a build thing. Yeah, it's like a backstage segment. Yeah, it's a, like a brush over segment for Reno Scum to come in and say that they looked throughout the whole building. Heath wasn't there, and then they asked for for more money if they take out Rhino, and he agreed, which yeah. leads into Rhino picking up a victory over Reno Scum. <laughs> I what thought was that was funny. What? I don't understand. Are you talking to me? Yeah. What don't you understand? Why? Reno. Oh, because Rhino and Reno, it's like... Oh, okay. It's like the same name almost, but the camera guy uh, got into the ring who turned out to be Heath, and he took out Luster behind the referee's back and then helped Rhino win. Yeah. And then Coach Scott came out, Scott D'Amore, furious. Had security go after Heath, but Heath uh, ran away. Yeah. So after that, we saw Big Moose sitting backstage, and uh, an e- EC3 promo popped up, and he told him to come claim the TNA Championship in an allotted time, and if he doesn't find him, he's going to send it back to him in pieces. So Moose sets out on this long journey looking for EC3. Someone gives him the wrong directions. And uh, we'll pick up with that later on. Okay. Good Brothers, though, were backstage. 
with Carl Anderson telling a story about Luke Gallows, Doc Gallows sleeping while standing up at a bar. With uh, definitely uh, an AJ Styles mention, kind of. It's phenomenal who mentioned. Uh, the Rascals were walking by and they said that they didn't have like time to to actually listen to the story. They had to get ready for their match. So I don't know if we're going to see that lead to problems with the Good Brothers or not. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they have said in interviews that they uh, do want to, they're going to do some solo stuff, but they'll always be the Good Brothers, you know. Uh, but that led to the Rascals defeating Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, which I thought was a really fun match. I think the Rascals are phenomenal. They are. They're great. Even as singles competitors, too. Yeah, and I, I like the ending where Dez hit that rolling senton from the top on Ace Austin to win. But Wentz hit a moonsault onto Madman Fulton at the exact same time. Yeah. Afterwards, Motor City Machine Guns come out and offer them another shot at the, the, the uh, most of the NXT. The Impact Tag Team Championships for next week's Impact. And then Ace Austin and Madman Fulton attacked the Rascals, but uh, Motor City Machine Guns chased them off. Yeah, so but we, that's going to be a sick match. Motor City Machine Guns versus the Rascals? Yeah, for the oh championship. Uh, all the Wrestle House stuff will group here together. We had Johnny Swinger dressed like Crazy Steve, refusing to come out, finally comes out, and uh, Kylie's like, oh, nobody's going to make fun of you, and uh, or or Kylie was trying to be nice, and then Susie, I think, said that, and then Tommy's like, I didn't, I'm not promising that, which I thought was funny. Uh, and then Tommy told Johnny Bravo that he's going to be the referee for Taya versus Rosemary. We had the Deaners accusing Larry of stealing the, the beer. We still didn't know who stole the beer. And uh, Larry was still moping around from the, the, the loss to, of Rosemary, I guess. The spell. And AC yep. went to remind him uh, that they have a truce with the Deaners. And Larry calls it off. They start brawling, which this was, I think, I think this was my favorite. Uh, it's weird because at first when we spoke about it, Wrestle House, I just didn't get it. I didn't think it was like good. I was just wasn't like a fan. But then like the next week came and I was like, oh, yeah, it's it's decent. And by this, I'm like, holy crap, this is this is amazing. Yeah, they had, they, it, they, they were brawling. They had a ping pong spot. They stopped and played ping pong at one point. <laughs> And it's just your peas it's are so popping. Good. Oh, are they? Yeah. I can't Being help it. I don't have a. Uh, I don't have a filter. You know, windscreen like I do. I have the no. sick, uh, sick hookup from blue microphones. Um, but I like they did like the cheesy ducking bike spot, which I thought was funny. And then obviously they did a Monty Python thing where I I don't really like Monty Python, but it fit here. Where like okay. they do the long run spot and like, hey, you want to move out of the way? Yeah. True. Um. But Tommy awards that match to, uh, to, I think the Deaners won. Sick. I think he did that. I'm not sure, but uh, or no, actually no, no. He awarded the match to Susie. She ended up the winner. She wasn't even involved, but <laughs> she had blood all over her hands. So Tommy wasn't dealing with that. Yeah. And then later on, we saw Ty Valkyrie pick up the victory over Rosemary, and uh, then. Johnny Bravo proposed to Rosemary. Ty gave her blessing. Rosemary said yes. Ty is like, we could all go home now. And then at the very end, last seconds, we saw Crazy Steve reveal that he was the one that stole the beer. 
Ah, man. And I like Crazy Steve. You want to know why? Because he has a Converge tattoo on us on the middle of his uh, uh, arm there. The same Converge Jane Doe tattoo that I have. So I love it. It's great. And then uh, Rosemary used her powers to uh, to teleport all of them away, which leads into Diana Perrazzo having her black tie affair, um, where earlier in the night she asked Kimberly to be her special guest, and she was the one that curated it. And then the whole roster was there, all, like, dressed up, quote-unquote. Yep. Uh, and Perrazzo toasts herself, and Jordan Grace came out to congratulate her. And then Tennille Dashwood cut Jordan Grace off. So I'm so glad that, that she's back on Impact, because it's been a long time since she's been on TV. Yeah, like, I think she was with Ring of Honor last, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no, she was in Impact. Yeah, I know she was in Impact, but then I think she went to Ring of Honor afterwards for a little stint. I, I thought Stinsky. she was just like still in Impact, though. I don't know, but uh, she basically just announced that she's coming for the championship, and then yeah. Jordan Grace argued with Tennille, and that like ended. But everybody from Wrestle House appeared in the ring, and they they uh, they all started brawling. Kimberly went after Kylie. Susie stops it. And Kylie hits a uh, super kick on Kimberly and then celebrated. Yeah. So the women's division in Impact just gets a little bit better with the addition of uh, uh, Tennille Dashwood. Yeah. Uh, The main event, we saw Eric Young defeat Eddie Edwards to become the new Impact Championship. Not the new championship, the new champion. And he unveiled (laughs) the new championship too. Imagine he became the new championship. He, he he did? No. Oh. <laughs> I said imagine. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was a really good match. And I think yeah. it's it's cool to see Eric Young as champion again. And I think it's smart to put, yeah, the strap on Eric. For sure. So cool. Good for him. And it's just showing you that, you know, uh, excuse me, that they believe in him. It's not like I, I'm not a fan of wrestlers having such short reigns because Eddie Edwards began at Slammiversary in July, but I'm uh, such a fan of Eric Young's and I'm looking forward to this reign. So, and I also I assume Eddie Edwards will get a rematch since Eric Young cheated to win. Yep, and uh, also beat Eric, uh, not Eric, Eddie Edwards down Eric. afterwards. So. It should be interesting to see what's next with that. And Impact ends with Moose finding a room marked three. They had a whole board set up with candid pictures of him, including uh, from his football career. And then there was a map, and it all connected to one particular spot. I don't know where that spot necessarily was. But Moose tears the boards down, and there was a sign on it behind behind the on the wall saying you have been warned uh-oh so i like these mind games that ec3 is playing with moose yeah no so do i i'm pumped about it but that was impact yeah and apparently allegedly uh ec3 will be showing up with rank of honor too what yeah i've been hearing rumors about it you know he said in, he said in interviews that uh you know he's um He's calling no one place his home, so it's pretty cool to see that you know if he goes to Impact too. Cool, maybe they have a working agreement. It should be interesting. Scott Demore and Don Callis know what's good for business. 
Now let's go to Saturday, uh, Wednesday night, and let's go to All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Um, this is the final stop before All Out this Saturday live on pay-per-view. Uh, and you started off with what could, is a pay-per-view caliber match here uh, with the um, – I'm looking at spoilers. And I watched this match last night. Oh, I was watching it while we were watching doing the show. Spoilers? I mean uh, the results. <laughs> Proud uh, and but, powerful. Yep, Santana Ortiz. Sorry, picking up the victory over Chuck and Trent, the best friends, st- stemming back from the the big accident with Sue's car. Um, this was a great, very hardcore match. See, I think it was it was a bit strange. Like they brawled outside before the ring, uh, before the ring, yeah. before the match started. Um, which I mean, at one point Chuck Taylor even built like a fort of chairs, and he ends up getting tossed off the stage onto it. But the match finally starts, and it was essentially a handicap match for a bit with yeah. Trent versus Santana and Ortiz. And uh, it was it was filled with some good spots here. I liked when Santana knocked Trent off the apron onto the steel steps that they had moved over there. Um, and the ending came about when Ortiz used a metal bar to hit Trent in the back, and then they uh, hit the street sweeper to win. Yeah, they did. So I, I hope this I hope this feud isn't over. It looks like it might be, but we'll see. Um, I'm not so sure about that. All right. I mean, because they, I mean, he, they cheated to win, so. True. Well, maybe they'll have a steel cage match. After that, we saw, have we ever seen the steel cage match in AEW or not yet? Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah, Cody. Yes. Yeah. I just remembered that. Yeah. It's like when I, as soon as I said in AEW, I remember like the gif of Cody diving off the, the top. (laughs) Uh, but after that, we saw MJF saying that he'll become champion at All Out, and then Smart Mark locked himself in the dressing room. Uh, Mark Squirrel. Oh, uh, right. Sorry. Sterling, Mark, Mark Sterling. Sterling Esquire. Excuse me. Locked himself in the dressing room. Wardlow kicks the door in, <laughs> drags him out, and MJF said he wants to be champion, and then he threatened Mark Sterling to either get in the ring, and I legit thought he was going to say, Either you get in the ring or you get in the blank ring. Yeah. But he goes, the... get in the ring or get in a wood chipper. Like, that's a Jeez. little extreme. <laughs> it was, but hey, listen, by whatever it takes, which I, I don't see me being the Mark fanboy that I am. I got that because that's the name of uh, Smart Mark's stable in Beyond Wrestling. Mm. Whatever it takes with uh, VSK and Alex Reynolds. So I liked that. I, I, popped, I popped for that, which was awesome. Next matchup, we saw Jurassic Express teaming up with the Young Bucks to defeat SCU, Christopher Daniels and, and Frankie Kazarian, as well as Private Party, uh, where the winning tag team faces each other. Yeah, at All Out. At All Out. Um, at one point, Matt Jackson tore somebody's hangman drink my beer sign and then no, and he beer. knocked down the beer. I'm not. I'm. I'm no longer a Young Bucks fan. That's yeah, but al- but he but he poured that's the beer. Alcohol. That is alcohol abuse. He poured the beer on the fan. That's kind of like that's kind of heelish. This guy, whether he's a plant or not, probably spent about eight bucks for that beer and was looking. The guy was clearly a plant. Come on, he's not sitting that close to to Tay Conti. Yeah. (laughs) Without a mask on, might I add? You're gonna try to tell me you got plants? You got you got a crowd there with where they mandatorily have to wear masks, even though you still pan to the crowd and people aren't wearing masks. 
And then here's one guy that's a plan who's not wearing a mask, brother. Come yeah, on. But there's but they're supposed to walk in the door with their masks on, and you know, but you know, people people are dumb. People don't know how to wear a mask, it, it, which is a big thing during this COVID era. People like we don't know the rules of wearing a mask. <laughs> it's like you we don't do. know. It, you, put it over your mouth and put it over your nose. And yeah, but, but people don't know like. Um, Social distancing, like if I'm in an elevator, do I get in an elevator with uh, with other people? I don't no, know. No, you don't. But I, then there's there's signs that say limit the elevator or whatever. Like if you're over here, stand over here. So it's like there are these like missing missing pieces to the puzzle of COVID that we don't know. We don't know a lot. <laughs> but yep. also. Uh, uh, was it Matt Jackson? I think Matt Jackson tagged himself in uh, as Luchasaurus went to go actually win the match, but uh, Nick went in and hit his finisher to, I think, pick up the victory. Matt tagged himself in, or Nick tagged himself in, I don't remember. And then they walked off before celebrating. Yeah, because they're just too cool for school, and they're just upset that the disillusion of the, the elite is happening. But I thought this was a lot of nothing. But it definitely showed more that the Young Bucks could easily be the ones turning heel as well. Yeah, or all of them that could be turning heel. That's as that's true, yeah. Um, after that, Jim Ross announced that Jake Hagar, Hagar, Hagar had his own uh, camera crew there, which followed yeah. him into Orange Cassidy's dressing room, where he was just sitting. Yeah, enjoying himself. And Hager told him that Jericho wants him ringside for his match. That was the end of that. That was a weird setup for a segment, but that was it made its point. Yeah, it did. Nailed it. And next up, you have an in-ring interview with half of the AEW Tag Champions, Kenny Omega. He gets the pomp and circumstance. Um, and FDR comes out with some beers. Hands uh, Kenny Omega a chocolate milk. Which, as an adult, nobody should publicly be drinking chocolate milk. I'm like Why? a firm believer. It's for children. No adult should be going out to eat and drinking chocolate milk. What happens if an adult goes out and drinks a chocolate martini? That's completely different. Hello, there's alcohol in that. I know, but there's still some sort of milk-based. Usually yeah, but they there's put a alcohol. There. There's a big difference between drinking a child's drink. It's like going out and drinking Tang. Excuse me, can I order Tang or or, <laughs> or uh, a Capri Sun? I'll go I had to, a Capri I'll go Sun to, today, actually. I, I was going to say, I'll go to your house and drink a Capri Sun, but... <laughs> But like, no adult should go out and be like, uh, "I'll take the uh, fruit punch." It's like, why not, brother? You just don't do it. I don't know. That's just something. That's a children's drink. I don't know. Next time I go out for a socially distant outside meal somewhere, I'm gonna say, "Hey, what kind of juice do you have? <laughs> do you have fruit juice?" Well, fr- no, no, fruit juice is a lot different than fruit punch. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now I'm gonna say, "Do you have fruit punch?" And to say yes, I said, "I want a 22 ounce of it." And they're gonna give you it's loaded with sugar and disgustingness. I know that's the one thing I've been recently. I can't drink all these like sugary drinks that's and like, stuff like that anymore. When we when we did cooking with Brandon episode five, um, yes, the green ghost drink. Yes, and we had that was the very first time I tried ecto cooler, and it was disgusting. I, all these years, great. all these years, people are like, oh, Ecto Cooler is the best. Oh. And it's like, it just, it literally tastes as if you took orange juice and added like 10 pounds of sugar to it. It may, it was just disgusting. I still have one of those little boxes of it in my beer fridge. Yeah. I mean, I still have two cans that are probably real gross. Not Sam, but yeah, I don't plan to ever drink them. But, uh, the segment, um, 
FDR came out, like you said, they wanted to cheers to good competition I, at yeah, All Out. I, it just hypes up All Out. That's what it does. Yeah, and then uh, Kenny, uh, Adam Page came out. Kenny, Kenny in heelish fashion challenges FTR. Adam Page comes out and FTR just absolutely tears Adam Page apart. And Kenny's like, they're trying to get into your head. You know that. They're trying to get into your head. Sounds like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and uh, when Adam Page went to hand the other title eventually to Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega was not there outside the ring. Yep. Yep, it was. We had Jericho interviewed about All Out and uh, basically said that he's going to be giving Orange Cassidy a little taste of what will come at All Out. And he's going to do it to Joey Janela. He then defeats Joey Janela. I mean, one thing I can say about this is how good is it to have some sort of fans back in with AEW singing along to Chris Jericho's theme? I mean, they it seemed like they were louder when it was just the, the boys doing it. Yeah, I, 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 it's, it's still nice. I, it, Which it, is a big thing. Like uh, the during the the women's matches, I feel like there's like such low energy. I feel like nobody's cheering during those matches. Yeah. But Jericho defeats Joey Janela. Joey Janela had a promo beforehand where he introduced Kill Your Heroes Night, which I popped for. Uh, he wanted to end Chris Jericho, I guess. Uh, but Jericho, basically, he worked the match. Uh, I popped. He worked it in an Orange Cassidy shirt. Yeah. I thought that was great. But it was a quick match, as expected. Yeah, it was more afterwards, afterwards, you know, bloodying Joey Janela up, but then Orange Cassidy coming in, and Jake Hager coming in, and, and Orange Cassidy also. standing standing, all, standing tall afterwards, yeah. with Orange Cassidy popping up a little bit of the bubbly, um, you know, to set up the match. Yeah, because yeah, he's going to finish him. And it's it's so surreal to see, but like, does that not basically solidify that Chris Jericho is walking out the winner? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think Orange Cassidy is going to do it, because I think Jer- I think. Fozzie has stuff planned for the fall. They have Sturgis too. Yeah, so you look at how that turned out. <laughs> but uh, but it was just so surreal to see Joey Janela work in Chris Jericho. It's like I know he was probably geeking out hard. Yeah, it was pretty cool. But uh, and then I don't know. Uh, I I watched this on YouTube because I didn't feel like turning on my television. You're and so lazy. I, and I don't know if this was uh, a commercial break thing or not. But Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy had a conversation with signs. Oh, this was it. No, it was on. Um, it was actually on the show itself. It, but like, why? How does that even work? What is that? Nobody said a word. Yeah, <laughs> no, because it was in the picture in picture. Is what happened. That's what it was, though. It was yeah. picture in picture then. Yeah, but it was yeah, it was whatever. Regardless, well, because that's what that's what I was wondering if if it was like actually on because the picture and pictures on this weren't picture and picture, and I and I realized that I I believe after Joey Janela had his promo, I assume it went to picture and picture because it took like a, a full minute before Jericho came out. Yeah, I was like, this is strange now, but so yeah, it basically just hypes up all out like you said before. Uh, after that, we saw Taz come out, cut a promo about Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, saying that they will be the winners of the Casino Battle Royale. Uh, 
You see, they got uh, some. They got some uh, new music, some new FTR gimmick. Uh, I mean, FTW gimmick music. I did not realize that. Yeah, they had a whole Team Taza intro. So uh, he cuts a promo on the people in the match. Jake Roberts cuts him off with Lance Archer. Called them losers. Um, Archer gets in the ring, but Eddie Kingston cuts them off, and he cuts one hell of a promo. I uh, loved how I loved when he looked at Ricky Starks. Like Ricky Starks, I don't know if I should beat you up or took you out on a date. <laughs> I popped big for that. But uh, interestingly enough, Tully Blanchard and Sean Spears made their way out, and it was kind of just like they stayed on the the stage. It seemed and just kind of like slid by. Um, but it led to a huge brawl with a bunch of roster and, uh, it like went over a commercial break and then came back from a commercial break. But when it went back, when it came back from commercial break, did it was like, for me, there was no ending to this. No, there was no ending to it. Okay. So that was super bizarre to me that there was absolutely like nobody had like a one up in the casino battle Royale segment. Yeah. I mean, they, they played Darby Allen's music. That was that was absolutely bizarre. Yeah, they just played Darby Allen because I guess he's the, the <laughs> biggest name out of all of them. I mm, no, I don't know. I'd argue others. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Agree. Uh, the 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 actual uh, maybe not the the mark out match for you, but the actual best match of the night. Yep, was Thunder Rosa defeating Serena Deeb, who was an absolute surprise. I was not expecting to see Serena Deeb at all on on AEW television programming. Popped, she popped huge for this. Yes, yeah, so when, when they, I saw when they Serena Deeb that. in the ring, I said, "I'm like, this match is going to rule." Oh, you didn't see them announce it earlier in the day? No. Yeah, so they announced it. And I was like, "Wow, this is I was unexpected." And, that was and this awesome. is a two seg match. Yeah, and it's it's. Kind of funny, but 100% true. Jim Ross, he goes, well, this is one of the better female matches. And he goes, well, I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> God. And then Tony Schiavone basically doubles down. He goes, no, Jim, you're right. This is. And I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> and I marked out so hard. Thunder Rose's music rules. Uh, I didn't. Uh, it sounds like you it. probably never heard of him. There's this band called Soulfly. Uh, Max Cavalera, uh, he's like this very well-known musician within the heavy metal community. He was in this band called Sepultura. Then he started Soulfly and had the same sound to it. I've been listening to it on Bandcamp today like five times. Yeah, so I was very happy to see Thunder Rosa. We said this last week, and and I don't know if it was two weeks ago already, but last week for sure. That oh, I was I'm, in here last week, so. Uh, well, I think I said it with Dave. But I was happy to see Thunder Rosa in this position as the NWA Women's Champion. And uh, it was cool to see her actually have a match before All Out. Yeah. So they could showcase her and be like, hey, by the way, this is why you should tune in to All Out because we have wrestling. Good yeah. wrestling. And it was what perfect, what 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 a more perfect sentence-wise, terrible sentence. But who is a more perfect person to put Thunder Rosa up against than Serena Deeb? Somebody who has name to her. Former and- WWE trainer. They can mention the fact that she was a trainer, worldwide traveled wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I I was I was stoked about that, and it got me stoked about the women's title match at All Out. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Thunder Rosa. I'm a big fan of Hikaru Shida, so I'm pumped for that if I ever see it. 
More women stuffed <laughs> afterwards as uh, Tony Schiavone interviewed Big Swole and said uh, it's going to be Big Swole versus Britt Baker, and they're naming this a tooth or nail match. I think it's tooth and nail. Tooth and nail match, because they'll be fighting tooth and nail. It'll be taking place at Britt Baker's dentist office. Um, in this segment on AEW Dynamite, Rebel shows up with pizza. Britt Baker smashed a crutch over Big Swole's back. Uh, taking her out, and the most shocking part of this segment was the fact that they used a real pizza. I could yeah. not believe that. I just thought it was going to be a box. A whole pizza. I don't know what kind of pizza it was, but it, a whole pizza fell out. Yeah, it did. What a waste of food. I'm putting. I'm standing my ground like you did before with the beer. <laughs> yeah. How dare they waste that food? How dare they? <laughs> But uh, the main event of AEW Dynamite came about. Jan Maxley defeated Mark Sterling. Esquire. Esquire. Uh, Smart Mark got a promo beforehand about page 17, which uh, was good. Yeah. It was a good showcase. This match, though. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was a pure comedy match. It was very Tom and Jerry-esque. Yes, and yes, I don't. I, I don't hate this. I don't hate this, but also we know that how good Mark Sterling is in the ring. It would have been good, like, oh hey, John Moxley's gonna beat my, you know, posterior. But then, like, you know, he puts some chain wrestling in and gets some stuff around him, and then Moxley's like, oh yeah, okay, you know. But for the way that he was dressed in it, like, I understand. It, it's so it's so cool to see Smart Mark Sterling main event. <laughs> yeah, main event drew the highest ratings AEW ever had, I believe. Yeah, that's it. Um, and then afterwards, Wardlow attacked Moxley, and uh, MJF came out, took off his neck brace, and helped to beat down John Moxley, and even busted Mox open. This is a different side of MJF that we have never seen before, and I like it. You know, you have this very pompous, I'm better than you, than you know it, MJF, and then you see this. Biting. I He's bite, he was biting his open wounds. I really hope that somewhere down the line, uh, AEW uses Rosie O'Donnell to try and embarrass MJF. Oh I think that would be so funny. It's like, because like, obviously people know he was on the, the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah. So I think it'd be funny to have like a tie into that where he's like, nothing is going to embarrass me, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden Rosie O'Donnell comes out and she's like, hiya, remember me? <laughs> And he's like, what oh are you doing God. here, Rosie? <laughs> oh, God. Brad's going to act out the whole thing. <laughs> Little Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a, a great episode of AEW Dynamite, if I do say so myself. And we're going to have a great pay-per-view. This sun Saturday, live on pay-per-view, it's going to be all out from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, as we mentioned, too, we're going to do some predictions. And Would you feel comfortable enough going to it? I don't feel comfortable going to anything right now. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean, some people are, some people aren't, you know, but... Uh, to me, to me, the way um, everything is kind of spaced out there, like, I understand that still, like we said before, people are, for, for whatever reason, not wearing their masks properly always. So in, like, yeah. that case, it's like, well, well, I don't fully feel safe, but I, I kind of feel like I would be safe there watching it. Oh, wow. I'd be like, hey, can I just get one seat? All I need is one seat. I'll sit by myself. You could you could just have me in the corner. I don't care what level. Yeah. 
you're gonna have Britt Baker make her in ring return after a very long time on the shelf due to you know her severely broken nose against Big Swole. Um, I'm gonna say Britt Baker is winning this one. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna say Big Swole. Okay. I'm just going based off of the upper hand. Okay. So in and I, who the hell match- knows what a tooth and nail match is? Uh, do we Does know she have to broke? rip out her tooth? Does she have to rip out a nail? I don't know. I don't know. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we also don't know what the other thing is. A broken rules match. <laughs> if Matt Hardy loses, he must leave AEW. It's going to be Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk recently about Matt Hardy saying, you know, he you know hasn't felt like his AEW run has been up to you know the standard that he wanted to. Um, maybe he should, you know. This, that, and the other thing. If there's fans there, he would do it. So I don't know if he's unhappy with AEW. I don't know if he's just playing the gimmick. Um, however, I'm saying Matt Hardy's going to win this one. So if Matt Hardy loses, does Matthew Hardy leave? Or does Broken Matt leave? Do they all leave? or or? I, I think they all leave. And you, you're picking Matt Hardy to win? Yes, I am. P.S. P.S. Matt Hardy. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Matt Hardy as well. Okay. But but you know you never know if he if he ends up uh, out of AEW and back in a certain other company up north. Maybe apparently maybe he's still been working there the entire time. <laughs> now I want you to go there, do your gimmicks, get on their television program, tank the ratings, pal. <laughs> uh, you have an eight man match with the Dark Order consisting of Brody Lee, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Colt Cabana. We'll be facing off against, uh, you know, Cody's friends in Scorpio Sky, the Nightmare Family, Nightmare, the Natural Nightmares, Dusty Rhodes and QT Marshall, Dustin. and Dustin, and Matt Cardona making his AEW pay-per-view debut for selfish, selfish reasons. I'm saying that team. You know who needs to win this match, though. Brody has to. You think Brody has to? Cl- I think Brody. Clean? I think Brody Lee has to win this match, and I think Matt Cardona has to win this match if he's going to continue there. And I don't see him. I don't know what kind of contract he has to to have him. Maybe he'll he won't be there much longer. I there was it was it was said five appearances. Is this not the fifth appearance? Yes, but also he's maybe there's there's five appearances now. Maybe they'll be like, hey, listen, can we sign you on for five more dates? You know, I'm going with the Dark Order. Okay. Tag. But I, what? I was gonna say tag team match. I was gonna go about the uh, twenty-one on. man casino battle royal. Some of the names in there are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, The Butcher, The Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, Chuck Taylor, Trent, and more. Do who do you think would be a surprise debut in here? Hmm. Just like Brian Cage was. Uh, no, that was at all out. Sorry. Well, they uh, they said no, not all out. It was the double or nothing. Double. Uh, ex- yeah, my apologies. They uh, who's the real AEW fan? <laughs> yeah, right. Man. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sean Spears. Not okay. as not as a, a surprise. Obviously, he's in the company, but and, and yeah, Tony Tony Khan definitely said there's gonna be a bunch of surprises. So I don't know who. who I'm gonna fits say Darby Allen. That surprise. Who? But who? Do you have any thoughts towards surprises? Eric Rowan. I want to see Chris Hero. But if I want to see Chris Hero, I want to see Chris Hero win it. But I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Uh, we have a tag team match. Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. I think it's 
It's going to be the clearly Bucks. the Young Bucks, yeah. And sell merch. I didn't even put that on predictions. Well, wow. then it'll be Young Bucks versus FTR. No, they're going to save that till they can have a wide capacity crowd. Well, when's their their next event? Nobody knows that yet. It's what was the next one after? I think Nothing. they. Yeah. Nothing yet. The next, the next. This is like their big WrestleMania. So the yeah. next one after that, last year I believe was uh, Full Gear. In yeah, November. in November. Yeah. Nobody knows what Full Gear is, and then there's Revolution in in February. Yep. Yep. So, all right. So cool. So that match, I don't think there's any implications. So I just bumped them up in the orders. Uh, the women's AW Women's World Championship match will consist of Hikaru Shida defending her title against Thunder Rosa. I am making a big, bold prediction here. I'm saying Thunder Rosa. I'm saying Hikaru Shida. Okay. It'd be just kind of cool seeing her hold the NWA and AEW Women's Championship. Tag team titles are on the line when Kenny Omega and Adam Page face off against FTR. I'm saying FTR all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you. And then we have Chris Jericho versus Orange Cassidy in the Mimosa Mayhem match. Uh, the match can be won by pinfall submission. What? Or throwing, what? A pinfall or submission? That or doesn't throw- make sense. I thought the whole point of the match was to throw your... I'm look- your- listen, brother. I'm, I'm looking at No, I'm on- looking at it, too. I don't- Wikipedia. <laughs> I'm there with you. I thought for sure it was just like, hey, you got to get thrown into the tank of Mimosa. Yeah, but any- regardless, that's whatever number that is now. 900 persons.com. I'm saying 500. You could say 500. It's the 500th episode. Yeah. I'm saying Chris Jericho. Okay. Cool. And for the AEW World Championship, John Moxley will be defending his championship against MJF. I'm saying MJF. Uh, The time is now. The paradigm shift is banned, and I'm still saying John Moxley. Really? As much as I want to see MJF as champion right now, uh, I just. Who got the upper hand? Yeah, oh, yeah, you really are going on upper hands. Yeah. Real, really, really, really going on with that. All right, cool. So that was uh, – we'll talk about all that in AEW Dynamite next week because it looks like it's going to be a really fun show. Nice way to end the summer with a little bit of all-out action. Summer, uh, by the way, is going way longer than people summer. think. They always I- think <laughs> summer ends like September, but it, it ends – the end of September. Yeah. And there's already fall stuff all over the place. I got cupcakes to celebrate episode 500. It's fall related already. You bought yourself cupcakes. Uh, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not going to make them myself. I don't want to, can't get that same, same, uh, outcome. I, know, I, I wish I got a little bit of the bubbly cause I would have celebrated that for, uh, uh, the, uh, 500 episode. Just grab some grape juice. I know, but I wanted the official, a little bit of the bubbly, but so, I don't sell it anymore. Oh, they don't it's sold out. Hmm. Is it right? Uh, da, 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 yeah. Explore a little bubbly is officially sold out. Thank you everybody who purchased it on the half of uh, Nottingham Knocking Point Wines. Uh, Chris Jarek and AEW, please check back for a great wines we have for you. So yeah, man, wonder where it's going from on eBay. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, yeah, and that's it. That was AEW. Hey, Chris. Shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. That's right. I'm doing shameless plugs. We haven't had it in a oh, while. I thought you were about to do that. That's right. It's me. Dave. <laughs> yeah, no, that was in the beginning of the show. 
So, um, yeah, shameless plugs for this week. There's going to be no match of the week or rant of the week. Uh, but we got to give some special shameless plugs to some people that have been pretty essential in um, the history and the 500 episodes of Marking Out. And the first one is Ring Rope Rebellion. You could probably follow their dormant Twitter account at Ring Rope Rebel. Uh, they made our theme music. Uh, we got to know them over the internet and become internet friends. Um, they were gracious enough to make a, a theme song from us free of charge, which then Jay Silva contacted them about making <laughs> Two and a Half Wrestlers a theme music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she and Petta got in touch with them about making a theme song for his YouTube show. Um, so it was kind of cool. I think they kind of blew up, too. They got wrestler recognition. Um, and it was cool. Passion projects. They, that's, they that's, did... always, that's like... They did the, the podcast mania, podcast theme. mania theme. They did the Big O's theme also. Big O, Big O. So <laughs> thank you uh, to them. Uh, also, we got to thank Nick Matocho. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Matocho. Um, early in the podcast, he did come up to us and said, "Hey, if you guys need any graphic design work, I can help out. I'm trying to get my foot into it." And he was really awesome and made our logo. That's uh, you know on our two of our three shirts at prowrestlingtees.com/slash marking out. So check those out. Thank you to him because, you know, he never asked for anything in return. I think yeah, we said very, we, we said your shirt. Yeah. yeah, very awesome. Uh, and last but not least, I got to give a huge, ginormous, shameless plug to Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. Um, if there was no Brandon, there would be no 500th episode of Marking Out. But I mean, I think Dave could say, I think Dave could say the same exact thing. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with you. If it was up to Brandon, me and Chris... We would have probably ended it a few years we ago. We would have ended it a long time ago. Brandon, I love you, but I hate you at the same time because you that. are the hypercritical super Mark boy. Then you don't want to want to admit it. Super Mark boy. I have oh the respect oh my for God. the rest. <laughs> but I, but as I said, if there there's no there's no episode 500 of that, Brandon. Brandon kept us going when I left to kind of figure out my parenting schedule and whatnot. Brandon learned how to edit audio brandon learned how to record you know, i think when... i think i was doing that before that even because there were episodes where you couldn't make it and dave and i sat there those episodes are so i don't want to say they're bad but it's like you could hear that like dave and i are sitting next to each other and like <laughs> just goofing the whole time yeah but with but if you didn't do that it wouldn't it probably wasn't gonna get done and you did do it yeah so well. Thank you very much. Yeah. And on that note, he, he, we love him so much that we gave him his own segment. Brandon, <laughs> who are you shouting out? Shalom, Jace over here. And you're about to listen to my favorite part of the show, Brandon Shalom's. Oh, I mean, Brandon's shout outs. The first shout out. I feel kind of repetitive here, but NYWC. PWS, which is now WrestlePro, WXWC4, The Sanctuary, and any other promotion that I'm missing for allowing us to come in, get interviews, bumpers, and so much more. Uh, I know the three of us will have those memories for the rest of our lives. I know Chris wasn't there, but still like that, the, the WXWC4 afterwards when we were just sitting there eating mm-hmm. dinner with all the Samoans was just like mind-blowing to me mm-hmm. um so yeah so thank you to all those promotions uh mick foley is getting the next shout out because he opened a door for us without even knowing it to do some cool things with our podcast like interview judah friedlander and then 
Dave and I filmed stuff for ZTLIS, Z True Long Island Story with him, uh, which I don't know if we've ever said. And obviously knowing Zack Ryder was a major factor in that with helping us get one segment on the show, but that was still, I think, cool. And and because Mick Foley um, comped us at one of his comedy shows, because he was he was off filming um, Wife Swap and he couldn't make a show and I just randomly tweeted about it. And he DM'd us saying, hey, if you can make it to my comedy show. And I was like, of course. And Judah Freelander was opening for that. So that was, it was really cool of Mick to do that. And really cool of Judah to just be like, hey, I'll come on the show. I thought that was a really cool thing. I, ha- I had Judah Freelander's phone number in my phone for the longest time. And I did the interview to my car. Uh, and uh, I was living. Yeah, I was. I, that was my first apartment. I think I was like twenty-five. I'm thirty-five now. Do you understand? Yeah. I was not even twenty-one when we had this show begin. And now Brandon's like forty-five, something like. That. No, Dave, you're seventy-six brittle. years old. All right, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lay off me. I'm just grumpy and old. Yeah. Did you take your Metamucil today? <laughs> uh, I ran out. Aren't you two the same age? God, I want to know. <laughs> no, that's a damn um, roast right there. And uh, the the final shout out goes to Chris, goes to Dave, uh, most importantly for starting the show and Best hosting. Ever. But I also want to give shout outs to Jason Linick, Rich Franklin, Brad, Mike, Capozzi, and Eric for also coming on and guest hosting some episodes. So we appreciate everybody who have who has uh, helped us. Man, how Host good is Luchasaurus? Luchasaurus? He's so good. I was in my mind, I'm like, Luchasaurus, Luchasaurus. Is he talking about Jewasaurus? <laughs> I don't know who Luchasaurus is right now. Yeah, that's like Jay Silva, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jay Silva, you know, helped us out. Also. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of people helped us out. And the Silva system. We appreciate yeah. you all. Thank you for listening every week or every other week or every other month, if that's your forte. <laughs> or getting into or getting into fights with Brandon on the Market Out Twitter account. Who does that? I don't know. Who knows? I, I, there was okay. No, I, there was <laughs> somebody posted that picture. You could get rid of one of them, and it was like Jericho, Kenny Omega, oh, and then yeah. somebody Edge. wrote like somebody wrote like Owen Hart, and then you just started going off on them about something. I didn't go like, off I, on them. No, no, I didn't go off on them. I said. By the by the by your response, it's very clear that you have not seen. Owen Hart's full career. And what their response back to me was just incorrect, saying that he's never evolved, the character was never the, was always the same heel or face. Fine. What? Yeah. That? I I I have to agree with Brandon on that one. I, I would have agreed with uh I think you ended up with uh, Kenny Omega, right? Yeah, the uh, yeah. like Edge yeah, I would, Edge I would have changed, agreed with that. Edge changed modern tag team wrestling. Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. What yeah, hasn't I'm, Chris Jericho done in this Chris business? Chris Jericho figure sitting right in front of me. The AEW figure. Did I tell you I got the AEW figure? You did. I don't know if you said uh, it on the show, but... No, I, I wasn't here, but I got it. It's it, These figures are in, insane. Yeah. The articulation on it, the, t- the detail on all of his tattoos. I have him in the, with the the jacket off. I would and, love to see the, the comparison between WWE tattoos and AEW tattoos, though. Uh, well, I put them side by side next to Kurt Hawkins, and these and my Kurt Hawkins elite, well, the Jordan's Kurt Hawkins elite, um, <laughs> uh, and it's got a little bit more of like a give to it. 
what which the, is really, the 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 figure. It's got a little bit more girth to it. <laughs> That'll be this. Okay, that was. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, those are uh, Brandon shoutouts. Um, now it's oh, time. We should shout out, and I said it in the earlier show. Thanks to Matt Cardona for uh, the new bumper after I called Brandon out two weeks ago. Well, thank Dave. For... <laughs> I pushed Dave to get it. <laughs> like I, I feel like I feel like the weirdest like Mark fanboy talking about. Hey, can you do a, po- a bumper for my podcast? What do you mean? You know him. You know him. I, yeah, that's. Like, I, I, you've I been to it. his house, you've been to his home, you've been on the set, you need to just, like, you know him. It's just, hey, brother, yeah, that's, we that's still do thing. our that's, show. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I I kind of dropped that entire uh, mentality of uh, overthinking it. I'm just like, you know what? Worst case, he says no. Best case, he says yes. Whatever. It doesn't – I know that I'm not a – Fanboy, well, let's, 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 best know? case, hate... best case is not he says yes. That's like that's like uh, an ideal situation. Best case is he invites us on his own podcast. Out of the three of us that would get invited would be me, so I could talk about our illustrious backyard wrestling run that we had. In yeah, but BW. but who has no. the actual action figure collection? This, yeah, you do. I have most of Zack Ryder's WWE figures too, and I didn't go to school with him. <laughs> yeah no um also, uh, just very appreciative that he was willing to do that for us you know yep absolutely very awesome so As there always. it is branded shout outs now it's time for it it's oh oh is right our mark out moment of the week uh, i'm gonna stick on topic of zach Ryder, matt cardona um because high spots had a live auction with hawkins Ryder, heath slater smart mark sterling was there or oh, I heath, say, just showed, heath miller just showed up I, I should say yes i should say brian myers matt cardona and uh i if I don't think if Chris hadn't texted me about it, I wouldn't have even seen it. But I ended up buying a signed Edgeheads ring he- ringside exclusive pack, signed by by Hawkins Ryder and Edge. Yeah, and it's got the certificate. Of, did it come? Because I know oh, a couple no, people it's, are. It's it's uh, supposed to come. Uh, uh, by the time this airs, yes, it came. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I guess, but it's supposed to uh, arrive the weekend. That's sick. Yeah, yeah, I know. I watched most of that thing, and just Matt's insane, dude. I popped big time. Everybody else popped big time when they were given. They were uh, auctioning off the two of the WWF action figure rings, one of the the monster ring. Yes, on, on the back of the set, they were showing that. I think it was a two tough series. I'm not positive that if that was the series or not, but it was Kurgan and the Jackal in a two pack. And Heath goes, "Who's Jackal?" <laughs> and I'd pop like right away because like who's Jackal brother oh, and, and then everyone else everyone else pop and I think it was Hawkins was like uh, it's your boss yeah. and he was like beat red I thought that was so funny <laughs> oh, I was so good he goes Cyrus. clearly I didn't watch then yeah, yeah. No, no, hey, so like, the, the, this is ahead, episode 500 aka the Matt Cardona episode oh, hey, hey, with the amount of that times that we mentioned him <laughs> Matt Cardona did a lot for this show so yeah. yeah, he's a simple tweet when we got on Twitter. Hey, my high school friend started a podcast. Check it out. 
blew up our. I remember Brandon texted me like, "Oh my god!" Or I was. I remember walking into water my my old restaurant job, and it just just it saying. Brandon saying, oh my god, our Twitter is blowing up right now. And we were just gaining followers. I'm gaining followers. I'm gaining followers. I'm gaining followers. So that yeah. was like, but that was, that, 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 that's something that people don't have to, people these days don't do. Yeah. I mean, even when he, uh, when he had us on his, his own show with, uh, Broski of the Week. Yeah. You know, that, that exposure of Broski on the Week, even just us wearing the marking out, uh, at, uh, t-shirts and stuff like that that totally put us over as well i went to a show at the nassau coliseum sat up in the nosebleeds and i got into a conversation with the people next to me they were asking me who my favorite wrestler was and i was like currently it would have to be Zack Ryder." and they they look at me for a second they're like wait a minute were you on ztlis recently and i was like oh god <laughs> i thought that was funny but but yes i was <laughs> Uh, yes, that's I awesome. was. All right, what other what other markouts we have this week? I don't know. Um, um, that's about it for me. I, yeah, I, also I their their that, new figures, I guess, are cool. Yeah, they're they're new figures. I cannot wait to for the release of them. You know, uh, that the anticipation of that. Um, what else? I don't think I mentioned it, but I totally marked out for RJ City interview with Danhausen. RJ I, City's a, a, a gem in not yeah. just professional wrestling, but just the world today. Oh, they yeah. had him on Busted Open. They did like a match game type show mm-hmm. and he just and I sent I sent Dave and I sent our friend good friend Sal the link and it, it was just he just played the role so well and sometimes I'll just sit there and I'll just, I'll just listen to him just talk and just be so amused because his articulation and the way that he like cadences stuff out like he should be and they had him on watch oh, along. the SummerSlam watch along yeah. and he was but like he was okay he was good but he wasn't to full RJ City potential because you know everyone's trying to get their stuff in and it's six guys talking yeah yeah I I totally totally agree with you I mean and. It's it's exciting to see what is going to happen to these wrestlers. RJ City, Danhausen, you know. Well, Danhausen has to get into Ring of Honor housing. I know. Like, there's so that's a cool thing Dude, about they, doing our podcast too. Is we've seen so many wrestlers rise up from that independent level into um, a main event level. So it's pretty cool to be doing this podcast for so long and following so much wrestling that we get to see all of that as well. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I like like we've had Tony Nese on the show. Now he's a WWE superstar, former cruiserweight champion, Alex Reynolds and John Silver. You know, AEW superstars in the dark order, a big storyline going on in AEW right now. Um, we've had Kevin Matthews on the show, Impact Wrestling star, Pat Buck. Pat Buck went, you know, now is a producer of WWE getting beat up by Nia Jax. Um, and especially that guy who's had such a, a long and his story road in professional wrestling now kind of getting the opportunity deserves to kind of, you know, produce wrestling for the WWE for a big, uh, a big organization like WWE, like good for him, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's just really awesome, you know? Yeah. Very cool. Plus Dave and I met Taylor Swift. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know if episode 500 didn't have the word taylor swift on it at all that was a not not really truly an episode 500 (laughs) that that's very true it yeah yeah 
Um, so, yeah, I'm not too sure really of what else there was that uh, mark out wise. You know, I marked out. It's not related to um, what's it called? Not related to wrestling, but. Um, so we watched Sonic the Hedgehog Sunday night for Jordan's last birthday party and Great South Bay Brewery had a Sonic the Hedgehog inspired beer called oh. Nell Sonic Induction. So I kind of geeked out for that. The label's awesome. It's a pretty good tasting beer. I'm going to have one, uh, after this, after I finish my Broken Skull IPA. So that's, that's awesome. You know, yeah. uh, I, I think a big mark out for me was I didn't get a chance to say about it, but the Taming of Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman. Yeah. I totally marked out for that. I wasn't expecting that. And everything that happened with Payback with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, he's it's I I marked for all of that. I mean Yeah. No, I was I get it. Um but I, I love the wrestling fans now. Oh, we don't want Roman Reigns shoved down our throats. Oh, my God. Roman Reigns is a heel now. Did you, see shove that, us th- did you see the tweet response? No. Somebody said, like, oh, why is Roman Reigns being shoved down our throats? And Reigns res- quote tweeted and responded saying it's because you keep your mouth open or something. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, busted. Yeah. And on that note. That also, I don't, I don't foresee us saying it earlier in the show. So maybe if we just say regardless, that's one per. It's like com. So I just mark it out right now. For hey, all brother, time's sake. brother, brother, brother. You, you guys have to record all the wrestling segments after this. And also, we have to record the AEW stuff tomorrow. I still don't foresee so saying it. And that's, I think, well, three well, K- now. Because K-Fabe. I- Come on. Who's breaking kayfabe now? Chris. Breaking, breaking Kiss Fizz there, brother. <laughs> By the way, Sex Burgers. I watched Talking Shop Mania again this week. So good. Oh, man. I know. Awesome. Awesome. The Nature yeah. Boy Pauly. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, yeah, so that is marking out episode 500. Thank you. From the bottom of our dead hearts. I mean, our. Oh, all our, of you have dead hearts now? Yeah, no. Uh, for the bottom of Brandon's cold, dark heart. My dark, dark heart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounded like Kevin from The Office after he went to hell. My dark, dark heart, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I like the green hearts, Michael. <laughs> anyway. Uh, thank you for everybody that's listened to past episodes. If we have new fans that maybe somebody retweeted this and saw it on, you know, on Twitter or something. Or if you, you listen for the first time ever on Spotify. Yeah. Randomly mm-hmm. stumbled upon that. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, social media wise, Facebook.com slash market out, Twitter.com slash market out, YouTube and Instagram.com slash market out 11. Um, email us. It's episode 500. Let's get some sponsorships in here. Marking out one at gmail.com. Talking to you, Manscaped. Right? But I don't know. But I want you to. Oh, wait. <laughs> not do that either. I don't shave. Um, I'm not going to do it. But I want you to shave, Brandon. <laughs> would you ever shave your face? My face? Yeah, I shaved my mustache yesterday because it was annoying under the mask. Did you just shave just into the mustache and have the biggest hoop man chew ever? No. I, the, 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 the last, I, for the length of this podcast, I have not had, um, I, I've had a beard for, for the length of this podcast. In Feb, January 2011, before this show started. It started in, Feb, in January 2011. Right, but before that. I'm aware of when it started in January, but in January 2011, before the show started, 
I had a year beard grown. And I went on a cruise ship and we were sat with a bunch of random people for dinner. It was me, my brother, and his friend. And a bunch of Canadians. And they were hey. the super coolest Canadians. Eric was there before you <laughs> knew who Eric was? <laughs> uh, no, Eric wasn't there. But they were they were super cool Canadians. And one night at dinner, one of them goes, Hey, I'll uh, give you $100 if you shave your beard there, bud. And I was like, you produce the money. Show me the money and I'll 100% do it. And the guy, they weren't going to be at dinner the the next night because they were going to the fancy steakhouse. However, the night after that, I went, shaved my my beard. I believe it was January 8th, 2011. And uh, they they paid me 100 bucks. And that was the very last time I shaved my beard. Wow. There it was. Wow. So that's, that's the all right. Thanks for the shit, though. <laughs> and on that note, we wish, we you, wish you the, the best, best of luck in your fantastic week. Hey, Railroad Rudy, the, uh, the the PWI 500 list is out, and you're still not on it. Ah, that's a bunch of bullshit.